everyone. Welcome back to Dropped Frames. We've got some guests waiting on the show. But before we get to them real quick, Zeke Co, how you been? Co, are you are you are you okay? I saw the Baldur's Gate tweets. Is it are the, is the hype rising? Are you <clears throat> are you managing? I'm kind of freaking out, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I'm uh it's getting tough. It's getting tough. There's been Three, two other games I've I've done the big countdown for, yeah. and that is Fallout Four and Cyberpunk. And, yeah, and um, and I, you know what? Third time's the time charm. Both for the first time. <laughs> well, hey, I I've had issues with both. Glad of those you said products. It, JP. <laughs> I've had issues with both of those products. I'm very public about that, but I did absolutely enjoy the hell out of streaming both of them, especially for the sure. first time. Yeah. There, there is this. There's this wonderful thing that happens when when you stream games like this for the first time where the first generally a few days are people that are wanting to check the game out generally with both fallout and cyberpunk a lot of initial negativity but as the playthrough goes on and i'm and i'm just like with Baldur's skate three i do big 100 runs go everywhere go, go everywhere do everything so they take a long time yeah and every day that goes on that you're playing them the overall community watching distills more and more to the people that are just there having a great time like love it playing playing themselves and wanting to see what i'm doing talking about cool things we're seeing and doing and um i think that's exactly what's gonna happen with Baldur's Gate 3 yeah i think it's gonna be like a bunch of people are gonna show up i think even with all the hype and everything i think that the the we'll call it like the the, the gaming population as a whole still don't still don't think Baldur's Gate 3 is for them like I, I i noticed a lot of people in the last panel from hell people were saying like what is this this looks boring is do people just talk all the time blah 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 and it's just like you know, I think that's that's going to be a lot of the kind of gaming community as a whole. Um, they're going to they're gonna look at Baldur's Gate 3 and just be like, this isn't for me. Right. The first few days are probably going to be a lot of that. And then it's going to just become more and more of the people that really love it, are really passionate about it. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be good. That's what I think. Well, Sven Also bears. Yeah, bears also. Yeah, bears. Uh, we'll ask Sven next week. I think he's on next week uh, on our show. Uh, we'll ask him both those things. Zeke, everything going good for you? How you been? Everything is terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. What happened? Nothing. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, my life is gr- life's great. Uh, <laughs> Good. Uh, I've I've uh, just been playing uh, playing some old games, playing some new games, playing some indie games, and uh, I've got like it's it's been a great week. Um, I got to play a classic that uh, I saw. People, that. Uh, yeah, people seem to come and. Uh, like I love, I love when I when you can play a game and people come in and be like, "Oh my god, this game! I haven't played this since blah blah blah." I played this with my brother, my cousin, my uncle, my you know whoever. Yeah, it's great. I yeah. love that. That those are those are the good ones. That nostalgia hit, man. Those neurons yeah. that haven't fired in decades at some point, like sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it's like I didn't even say the name of the game. Uh, Legacy of Kane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Soul, Soul Reaver. Right. Yeah. Right. Good Soul one. Reaver one, the first. Well, one. look if if the Zeke curse i i don't know it's not really a curse if that no, happens no, no, no. and we get a new legacy of cain i'm all for it it's it's the blessing man. the blessing it's the, of it's zeke. The zeke blessing yeah okay yeah all right the hey, blessing hey, of zeke. it worked again i played gex gex is C getting Ramathon. a remaster yeah gex is getting a remaster you're welcome if you yeah. if you're a gex fan yeah it worked for mario rpg i mean it's you're yep, on a run yep. right now you're on a run yep. you got them all Anyways, we'll talk games. There's also some breaking news this morning out of uh, Xbox and PlayStation. It looks like that's going to close. We're going to talk all that in the uh, second half of the show. In the first half of the show, we're going to talk to these two folks. It's Mike and Tom from 
Twitch. Mike, we've had you on the show. Welcome back. Glad to have you here again. Thanks for having me back. And uh, Tom, I believe we've the three of us have talked to you, but I don't think it was ever recorded. <laughs> I don't think it was ever on show, right? I mean, it's only taken six years, boys. Thanks for finally inviting me on the show. <laughs> well, look. I'm not bitter about it, though. Not at all. <laughs> I won. I won. Yeah, Mike won. Yeah, that's, that's true. You had to climb <laughs> the ranks, it seems, Tom. You had to yeah, get up exactly. to the, the chief, the sea level is, is what happened. Uh, let's let's let both of you kind of introduce yourselves. Uh, we'll, we'll let Mike reintroduce yourself to the Drop Frames audience, and then Tom for the first time. Mike, what do you do at Twitch? What's your role? Kind of what's your day to day? Best job, Money Mike. I help streamers make money, which is sometimes <laughs> a good thing, and sometimes you know we have some talks. Is that uh, the fact that that's not in a neon sign behind you right now? They need to get Mike. you a Money Mike <laughs> sign. Yeah, we need, you. we need a Money Mike sign. Asman one time on stream described me as a loot goblin sitting on a pile of gold. And that has kind of been the uh, <laughs> image oh. in my head since he said that. But it's not true. <laughs> is this where you start getting when fan art? gold is calling you a goblin, you know it's special. <laughs> no. Yeah, you got to get the fan art going of, of Money Mike, the loot goblin. That's, that's great. I'm, I'm talking, I'm saying rings. I'm saying rings, Money oh. Mike, right there. Like two of them together, bam! Yes. The knuckle rings. Yep. There you go. That could be good. That could be good. <laughs> Tom, your tattoos. Name worked out. Get tattoos. <laughs> Don't do tattoos. <laughs> Those are forever. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 money, Mike. That's eight letters. Do it. It's, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Zeke, I, just be warned. Somebody at Twitch will be watching this, and absolutely will do that. Uh, the collection of Money Mike emotes that exists in uh, Company Slack and Discord is quite impressive at this point. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Well, there you imagine, go. Imagine Mike's face, but in the style of Golden Kappa, and it just says Money Mike. Oh, yes. Great. Yeah. Nice. There's some nice wallpaper in Seattle that I really enjoy. It's actually my Discord uh, uh, profile pic. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to friend you, and we'll have to check that out. Tom, what do you do at Twitch? You've been at Twitch. Who's been at Twitch longer between the two of you? I think Mike by a, by a nose. Yeah? Uh, just, uh, just 2017 I, I, for I you both, you. kind of around that? Oh, you got interviewed by Mike. He was <laughs> yeah. part of the interview process. It was Mike's uh, Tom first got mistake. interviewed like 35 times, but uh, I was one of those 35 people. Ah, okay. uh, I couldn't yeah, figure so out I... what to do with him. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I think, joined in 2016, like... Uh, Jan of 2016. Right. So I was about a year behind Mike. I joined uh, uh, Jan of 2017. So it's been a while. Gotcha. Okay. Um, You've kind I, of been in a lot of different roles, right? Like kind of the same thing, but a lot of different roles uh, up till now, correct? Yeah. So in my first year, uh, I basically looked after all of the non-web platforms, like uh, mobile, uh, all of the kind of console stuff, desktop, mobile web. Uh from 2018 uh, onwards, I've been looking after discovery across all of the different uh, apps and all of the elements, which is why uh, I've had so many back and forth with many of you about like, what are we doing with tags and what's going on with title and how do Rex work and all of that good stuff. Uh, and then for the last two years, I've been lucky enough to be uh, kind of leading all of um, non-monetization products. So Mike handles everything that helps generate revenue. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to lead the teams that do all the rest of it. So that is... Uh, all of your streamer tools, um, both you know Twitch Studio, but all of our integrations with OBS and all that good gear, um, uh, all of your dashboards and all that discovery, obviously, still, um, plus all the interactivity stuff on the channel page, uh, chat, guest star, channel points. Um, and then um, I've also had kind of responsibility for all of the safety product. Uh, so that's both the stuff that you can see and use, like your mod tools, 
Automod, et cetera, and all of the things that uh, maybe you don't see when we are kind of working particularly to combat kind of bots, bad actors, and the internal tooling we use for all of the bands, appeals, uh, processing, et cetera. Gotcha. Somebody in my chat said, there's no way he actually has three R's in his name. And, th- and you're, you're right. He doesn't. It's verified. Yeah. <clears throat> He's a big fan yeah. of the film. Uh, not time really. He, he actually, just... yeah, he actually asked me, <laughs> he loves the movie, could not get enough of it. And so he decided to throw it in his name. No, that's just a title for me. It's only if you can properly roll them that it counts. <laughs> I can't. Only you can, Tom. That's, that's impressive. I've never heard. Are you, now, I don't, I, I feel bad because I have to ask this. Are you Australian or are you from New Zealand? I'm hanging up immediately. Are you even <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm English, JP. What? Oh, or, or are you English? JP, somehow they, we made that worse, JP. You started strong. <laughs> yes, indeed, I am Look, Australian. that's my motto. That's how I'm this goes. This Welcome to the show, Tom. We're we like, to have you we here. really, we really like Kiwis. And so being confused for your cute younger brother is fine. Most of the time. <laughs> uh, Asking me if I'm actually my stepdad's son is like really rude. Oh no, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I've upset the guest. It's happened. Well, Mike, uh, yeah, well, am I the only one that show. does the research here? His his Twitter says purveyor of Australian <laughs> idioms. Well, I mean, he could be from maybe he could just, just have just an a, infatuation with Australia. Yeah, yeah maybe I mean, he's an Englishman. That okay, that's fair. Just, that's fair. Yeah, I'm going to change that to my profile. Zeke never back yeah. down. You were correct. Don't tell him no, that, no, Tom. That, that, that's don't my job don't embolden is, Zeke. Is, How dare you? shouting Begin. and then backing down. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, kind d- of my d- role d- for in, the last eight years. How dare you? How dare you, Tom? And no, I want to keep this job so I don't dig in. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I like this gig, dude. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can <laughs> fix your, your additional R. Thank you, uh, for, I guess, Coast Chat, for, uh, for letting me know that I spelled it incorrectly. Uh, you guys just got back from Paris. TwitchCon Paris happened. Uh, how how was that? How was the the event? Did everything? I there was a lot of like, I don't know what the not drama is a weird word. There was a lot of uh, conversation, I guess, going into TwitchCon Paris, given the uh, mm. climate over there. Everything yeah, let me okay? put it this way, JP. Was it fine? I uh, I got in a couple couple days early. Um, and I remember sitting in a beautiful uh, French brasserie, drinking some rosé, uh, reading American Twitter that said Paris is burning and everything is terrible and everybody is dying. And as far as I could tell, it was one of the most idyllic places on the planet. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go out and say that I don't think US Twitter had their finger on the pulse particularly Got it. Uh, as to the reality on the ground. But um, as always, honestly, TwitchCons are my favorite times of the year. Uh, Mike and I are really lucky that when we build products, we get to do it by literally talking. Uh, to all of you and getting to kind of develop directly with customers, but there is nothing quite like the capacity to walk the kind of floor at TwitchCon and talk to hundreds of people in a two, three day span and get a really good sense to understand, you know, there are things that you build and you go and talk to someone and say, we want to, we want to build something and we want it to work like this. And people are like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then six months later, you can go and talk to a panel of people and you realize that they're all using it completely differently than both they thought they would and you thought they would. And you can't necessarily see that in numbers, but you can really deeply understand the why. And so TwitchCon is both energizing and incredibly practical. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say I went into it certainly with some amount of trepidation to your point. Like I went like, oh God, you know, they're they're gonna add to the riot, so to speak. 
Um, but <laughs> I would say that, you know, the, the, the vibes were generally pretty constructive and positive. And, you know, you engage as humans, you do things, of course, like dinners and had a wonderful dinner with some streamers from Germany. And, you know, it's, it's obviously we constantly are talking to streamers and understand, you know, kind of the mindset, the thinking, but to have those human connections, you do get, you know, additional insights beyond say what the user research does or what you may read on social media. Um, but, but mostly it's just, as Tom said, it's a hugely energizing, you know, event and, uh, you run from place to place for three days, basically from the first setup. Uh, but mostly it's all about getting out there in the community. Yeah. What, what is like the general day to day or are you guys, is the goal to meet as many streamers as possible? Or are you having meetings with other international Twitch staff that maybe you don't get to see all that often apart from a zoom call or two? Like what, what is that event for you? Yeah, all, all the above. I mean, it's it's certainly, you know, small number of panels. Obviously, the keynote was a big thing. Uh, Tom and I and Dan and Laura uh, had, you know, quite a bit of prep in terms of getting ready and doing that. Uh, press, press interviews. Um, for me, ad sales. Ad sales is there, so it's an important moment to connect with them um, across, you know, it's people you don't see regularly, certainly across the pond. So uh, that was important. Parties, uh, you know, it's just just go from morning until you know two a.m. and then you do it again. Sure, sure. Tom, kind of the same for you. Very similar. Um, we tend to have a pretty packed uh, schedule. For me, as Mike said, we've got like we had obviously had a lot to announce, which I imagine we'll get to talk about today, uh, particularly around the discovery side, which was great. Uh, and after that, you're doing some combination of trying to kind of do some press to make sure people hear that. But then um, one of the things we do a lot for panels is we go and find folks who are attending who are particularly large uh, users of different parts of our product. Uh, and we try and get as much time as we can in kind of roundtables, understanding how's it working, what do you need, features, et cetera. Um, probably very similar to kind of elements of your TwitchCon experiences where you are you know, doing some combination of meet and greets, but also some business meetings, et cetera. Um, and I try and make sure I leave at least an hour a day to just kind of wander uh, around that kind of main floor and, and crash some of the meet and greets and whatever. Because um, I really, like, I genuinely do enjoy the kind of moments that you see on a TwitchCon floor where there are people who are uh, old friends who feel like they know each other from chat for, you know, borderline decade who haven't seen each other face-to-face before or in like five years. Um, it's It's really easy to forget amongst the, like, we're trying to, you know, deliver on things or we're trying to do kind of, uh, you know, objection handling for some aggrieved streamer or for somebody who feels like something could have gone better, um, that there is a lot of love and joy generated by this platform. And so it's nice to just going to experience that occasionally. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess the, the social media side of, of Twitch can kind of be uh, commanding uh, of its presence when you're not kind of around the, the happiness, I guess, that, that Twitch can bring at uh, a place like a con. Um, and Barry, we forgot to mention Barry. Uh, yeah, also, Barry's already course, DMing you know. me a bunch. He's like, I got to hang out with these. Guys. We're going to beers with these three guys, just nonstop, just fucking nonstop. Yeah, it sounds just, like Barry. Yeah, just booze and Barry. Uh, that's his nickname around these parts. We got to get him some yeah. help. It's bad. It's bad. Zeke, you said well, yeah. Barry's, you like <laughs> he's always like he like every drop frames show we have. I think. Like he's he misses a couple here and there, but he's he talks about API, and I wish I knew what that was all about. But he keeps <laughs> talking about that over and over and over again, and That's I want to help him because he looks like he he's he's so sad and so angry all the time. He just wants your API, Zeke. That's all it is. Just nonstop. He wants your API. 
I'm curious if the two of you can comment. Uh, I heard a Twitch streamer uh, who I guess he talked to someone at Twitch. I don't know who it was. Basically say that uh, attendance was a little bit higher than the former TwitchCon. But because the the show was so open in terms of um, the size of the space that TwitchCon was held in, that all the streams made it look a little bit empty. Is there there any truth to that? Because, like, I'll be honest, we talked on this very show, and I said, yeah, it looked kind of slow. But was the space just bigger this time around? Yeah, it was very similar in scale to Amsterdam. I think, I mean, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I would say, you know, as close to exactly the same as, as I feel comfy saying, having referenced an email like a couple of weeks ago. Um, but the Paris Convention Center is amazing and also massive. Yeah. So rather than at a typical con where you kind of squeeze it into one thing, um, the Paris Convention Center was amazing and we got three separate floors. So like the area that would normally be where you kind of going to go walk the booths and whatnot, that was all on its own floor of a full-size convention center. The top floor was just the glitch theater plus all of the meet and greet rooms. And then downstairs was like the community meetup zone. So um, huge space. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Because the, the streams didn't do it justice uh, then in terms of how many people were there. It, it felt a little like that walking the floor too, right? The, sometimes, you know, camera doesn't show it justice. Sometimes it actually does feel like that. But uh, as it, equal in scale to Amsterdam for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah, very, very similar. And and I agree with you, like a space, some of the areas, especially like outside the glitch theater, was just felt like acres of floor. <laughs> and so you could you have a couple hundred people, but everybody had, you know, hundred feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think the other thing that probably not well understood is it was very warm. And so people tended to cluster in air conditioning in different places too. So you didn't get a lot of that milling about on the roof or outside because it was like, uh, what, 34, 35 uh, oh, uh, you're American. Sorry. Uh, you know, around, around hundred, 102. Jesus. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tom. We tend to favor freedom units here. <laughs> yeah. It was a hundred in Paris. Really? That's, is yep. that normal? That seems really hot. I don't think so. Yeah. No, that's... no. The, the whole, the, the whole world's on fire. JP. Haven't you heard? Well, I knew that, but that's hot. That's, that's, yeah. that's surprising. It's even hot. hotter right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I want to jump back to the announcements uh, that you mentioned in the keynote in a bit. But before we do that, I kind of want to just talk general Twitch. And then we'll jump back into the announcements uh, towards the, the back half of this. Uh, just right up front, like, what is the company directive at Twitch right now? What what are you guys like? What's the mantra moving forward? You're under a new CEO. Things have definitely changed from a public-facing uh, side of things like What's the goal right now at Twitch? If you guys had to kind of distill it down to a singular singular goal. And Mike, if your answer isn't money, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> money, Mike. Money, Mike. Yeah. Oh, by well, the way, let me let me just correct that. I said eight letters because I was thinking M N N Y, Mike. Yeah. yeah, it works. It's fine. You, you know, I I think it is important to acknowledge. Like Dan has brought a new you know, call it energy. So, you know, in terms of what he's doing out there, really engaging, really, really spending a lot of time with the community. And I think that's great. And I I think it's um, certainly centered us a bit in terms of, um, you know, the importance of what we do and, and recognizing that, you know, we don't always get it right, but we're certainly out there trying to improve the service for the long term. The, uh, you know, as you give you a mantra, it, it, it really is um, earned trust. It really is. The, we talk about it constantly. Like, what do we need to do to really engage with the community in a way that, you know, disclose and be as transparent as we can possibly be 
about our intentions, our motives, and really what we're doing here in a way that you know re re earns the trust that's been honestly lost a bit over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And and I would say to, the the reason we want that is we think we ardently believe that Twitch is the best place to be a streamer. We want to make sure that it remains that. Uh, it has been for the last decade, and it should be. You should feel confident uh, when you fire up OBS today and choose where you kind of send your video. That Twitch is the best place to do that, and so. Uh, some of that is in terms of how we communicate and just make sure that people understand, as Mike said, uh, and Dan's really kind of driven a lot of that. And then, you know, Mike and I, mm-hmm. I think we, we published our letter at the start of the year saying that we want to make sure that both the outcomes you get in terms of audience and revenue are the most, but also the level of effort and energy you have to put in to get those same outcomes needs to keep going down. So sure. uh, if you talk to the product and engineering teams, that's where we're really focused, which is like, how do we maximize outcomes while minimizing the time, energy and effort it takes to be a streamer? Uh, and we just want to do that consistently and talk to you very openly so that you believe us when we say that. Right. Coast thinking. <laughs> so I, I, I want to, from, from a, from a layman's term, I obviously, as a full-time streamer, I think all of us can say, we appreciate hearing that. Um, but obviously there's been like some public steps in directions that may not be totally in sync overtly with what you're saying. We'll say like the reduction in sub split, the, the, Things of that nature. Um, the more recent Partner Plus program uh, brought up the issue of it not applying to nearly as many. Like people thought, were like, "Oh, this is awesome, big step in the right direction." And then some numbers came out, and they're like, "Wait, this doesn't apply to a lot of people. What's going on here?" And that caused confusion because that sends kind of like a mixed message. You know, we want to help you if you're in the two and a half percent. Like how 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 when you walk the line with that kind of stuff, what what on your end? Like, what's the long term thinking with this stuff? I mean, obviously, that when you first look at it, it's kind of like, oh, streamer less money, which is the the, the overt surface level stuff. What's the long term thinking with things like this? In terms yeah, of like, where it, where the other revenue is going to come from and grow, most importantly. Right, and and you know we've said this in different forums. Like, it is live streaming is a hard business. Like, it just absolutely is in terms of the costs and the revenue and the scale to make it all work in a way that is, you know, long-term sustainable. But the, let's talk about the, the partner plus and a premium just, you know, the, so we had the announcement, I guess it was last summer, if I recall correctly, where we were, you know, removing the premium program and that not allowing streamers to access it. What we acknowledged at that point was it wasn't really, you know, objective. It wasn't transparent in terms of how to get it. There was a bit of a, you know, was was not something that we thought was the right solution long term. And it announced that, you know, over a period of time, and I actually, as far as I'm aware, there's no streamer that's actually been impacted by that yet because it was a quite a long, um, forward looking, uh, you know, through contracts, etc. The uh, Partner Plus, and that was a few thousand streamers, right, had access to that over the years. Um, and so Partner Plus was similarly sized. Um, I know the numbers that have been the communities found through, you know, the uh, folks that crawl the APIs, et cetera, suggested it was about a thousand. It, it's actually um, quite a bit more than that, but still co- call it a couple thousand just in the interest of okay. round numbers. Um, that was one thing also. But, I was wondering how accurate that information was because yeah, it was official. So which just yeah, this was more the confusion. infographic that was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the thing about yeah, that is you can see in the bottom there, there's no Twitch branding at all. Outside yeah, of, is, you know, so that's strange. why we were all kind of like, is this accurate? Is this right? And it just like added more confusion. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, no, no, all good. But but if you take the two populations together and you assume, let's you again, round numbers, 50,000 active streamers a month, you're reaching about 10, 
10, 12, 15% of partners, sorry, um, to be clear here. Now, is that where we want to be in the long run? No, Dan said it, I've said it, like, we're going to keep working. Like it's, we, we did what we could at this time. Um, but that isn't to say that we're done. We're very focused on, you know, the set of streamers, particularly the folks like almost well, all of you in this room that are dedicated to your craft. Like you, you, you create content consistently, you have a community and pushing, you know, more revenue share to, you know, streamers like you is hugely impactful in terms of being able to keep you doing what you do. So, um, the bar was, you know, 350 this time around. Um, that's not the magic number that's for all time. And we'll keep working to, uh, get more streamers access to an increased rep share. So outside of, in, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, one of the things that when Mike's talking about, you know, what we can do and, and stability is to say, like, we really have been running this business for what is almost a total of 17 years now, right? I count from the JTV days uh, <laughs> on. It's the same tech stack, and many of you have been in communities since those days. Um, one of the things that is really tempting to think about all the time is like, great, how do we, um, you know, there's more that we could do in the short term, but you want to make sure that you are building a really sustainable business so that you can keep doing it for the next decade. Um, and I think everybody here has seen uh, plenty of folks come and go uh, in the space because they chase that short-term high, right? Uh, and I think it's really important that you kind of understand from us that we genuinely want to be here over the next decade and, and want to make sure we're in a position to do that. I think one of the things you highlighted though, Co, is like, it's very easy to not understand a full arc if all you're hearing is like on one sentence at a time. It feels much more like Mad Libs. Right. 100%. Here's the thing we're doing today. Sure. And here's the thing we're doing today. And then here's the thing we're doing today. And it lacks a narrative arc. And I think that's one of the things that we are really working, uh, uh, you know, on and working at how do we share that broader vision for how does the next kind of, you know, couple of years pan out collectively so that each time you don't have to interpret uh, our actions in a vacuum. Um, right. And as Mike said, that's what that's all where all of that trust buildup comes from. Um, that's in part why we started the year just from, you know, for Mike and I personally, we started the year by publishing, here's what we want to do with product this year. So that each time we release something, you can go back and see how that fits into that arc. Uh, and I think there's more that we can do as a company to talk, not just about, you know, individual features or individual programs and their arc, but like the the platform uh, or the, you know, the service, the nature of being on the service, all of those elements of it uh, and how we see that evolving. Sure. Tell you how to follow up. Uh, yeah. One thing I was, I was kind of wondering about is, the of course we've also seen the growth of of ads and twitch pushing ads but we've also seen in some ways them become more lucrative um is is the plan to to are we going to see that trend continue like is is the ad program going to continue to become like more interesting more lucrative for streamers is kind of like the sub split settles is there it, as part of what you're talking about tom with the longer term goal um is is it kind of in twitch's point of view do you see yourself as a a platform for content creators or more of like an ad platform facilitating content creators. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me, let me hit that one. Um, I guess from my perspective, it, it's recognizing where I wouldn't call us an ad supported content service. You know, if you were to maybe take it to an extreme, oh. right. We're very much okay. a community based service. That's what we are. That's what we do really, really well and unique and differentiated. Um, but it is also true that our large streamers, um, can do really well with ads, especially after we effectively doubled the rev share. So if, if that's a way for you to, and, and as we know, when chat gets busy and, you know, the communities get very, very large, 
subbing and cheering and gifting just don't have the same meaning that they do um, for you know smaller streamers. So it, it is just really, and I, th I think the most important thing about our ad incentive program, like opt into it or don't. It's really up to you in terms of how you want to monetize your content. Um, we, you know, ads are cyclical. So I know, you know, last, last, uh, October, November, December, there's some great ad offers out there. And I know some people, some streamers were really, really happy to run, you know, five, six minutes of ads because it really made a huge, huge difference. Um, beginning of this year, things fell off a bit. Some of those offers came down. It wasn't because we were taking any money from you. It was just, we didn't have the ads that we did at the end of last year. So I, I expect the second half of this year, things will peak back up again. And some yeah, of you December's will always see bigger some, for that, isn't it? <laughs> the yeah, generally, when everyone's trying to get out their advertisements and such. September through December really is where the the sweet spot is. So, um, you know, again, hopefully some of you will run some ads and make some make some money and be some be, be happy about it. But if you don't, that's fine too. Co, it's kind of interesting uh, as you as you ask that question. If you don't mind me, you know, the frame there um, at the start of the show, JP asked how long we've worked here, and one of the things that occurs to me is when I, when I started here, we had about ten thousand partners. Um, we now have 60 something thousand partners and 2 million affiliates. And you have a lot of people streaming. Like there's just a lot more people streaming, right? It used to be, you had again, roughly about 10,000 concurrent streams at any given time. I think at some point during 2020, we passed 170,000 streams live in the same moment on Twitch. It's now settled back down you know, around the hundred thousand range. Um, and as a result of that, it used to be that there was like one customer that you were building for at Twitch. And it was just this kind of, this group of 10,000 partners. And you could almost literally know everybody by name. Almost every staff member was aware of all the partners. You knew what the meta was, yeah. even as an employee every day, because it was actually quite small. Um, and Twitch is just very big now. And part of that means that different elements of what we're launching are for different folks. So to Mike's <laughs> point, ads work. Ads are a really important part of growing revenue stream for folks about your size and larger, which is why uh, it may seem to you like it's an ads service that is content supported. Uh, for folks who are, you know, uh, pre-affiliate, affiliate, and even very new partners, ads are still a massive minority of their earnings, right? That is overwhelmingly community products to the point of ads are almost irrelevant. Um, and so one of the things that I think we're always working through is how do we make it clear who different products are for? <laughs> and how do we try and build that level of, uh, of understanding about the different arcs of the journey? And it's partly why you'll see what looks like a... Um, uh, conflicting, but it's actually a very consistent idea where Mike on the, on the main stage last week was both, we're doing more with ads and all, and, and you're making more money from ads, but also we're working really hard to make sure the pre-rolls aren't running uh, on channels if you've got new viewers, right? Because it's all about how do we make sure that like when you as a creator choose to run a, a mid-roll because they're very valuable for you, that they work, but it shouldn't just be a one-size-fits-all because if there's anything we know about Twitch is that no channel is the same and one size never fits uh, even the majority, let alone all. And excellent perspective. And obviously the more options, the better. Um, and just a side thing, I'm sure we can't talk about this too much as it involves things that haven't been announced or come out. But one thing that I think a lot of people are, are, are really wanting to know, and most importantly, people that call Twitch their home are wanting to see, you know, there's, there's other sites that do similar things that were made unnamed that may not have ads at all, or more importantly, have better ways to manage ads, like, you know, pausing the content and then letting you speed it up afterwards, things of that nature. We haven't seen, there have been, there has been movement on Twitch in that regard, but is there any chance we're going to see Twitch kind of like really try to, to catch up in terms of like, you know, it, it's, there's this weird discussion that always goes on in chat when it's like, yeah, you know, I watch 
an hour of TV and get eight minutes of ads. You know, why are these people complaining? It's like, well, that's not live content. And yeah. there's, it seems as with Twitch owning its own platform and, and really being at the top of the game, let's be blunt, like there's, you guys are in total control of what you could do and, and could try and things of that nature. Is that something that's an, are, are, is Twitch happy with where the ads are now? Or is it kind of like, is there a fire lit being like, we need to catch up slash innovate and like really make this something to be blunt. It's never been before um, in terms of allowing people to watch ads, consume ads and not have it completely affect the show kind of thing. Yeah, it, 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 no, we're not happy to directly answer the question. Like it's, it's clear ads are running at bad times for viewers. Right. And, and part of that is the format itself. Video ads are interruptive. Um, I'll, I'll address the skippable question because that comes up in every single conversation. Um, but let me just pre-answer that one real quick. So like what we've said is we value, say it for the record. <laughs> <laughs> we, we value synchronized ad breaks. And, and, and what we mean by that is a lot of ads that are one to three, four minutes long um, versus pre-rolls or other types of um, experiences. Now, a lot of times in one of the announcements we talked about, like stream, streamers just don't know the ad breaks in a run. If they did, they may do something about it. And then you can take that even further. Why does it have to be the streamer? Why not their editors? Why not maybe mods or trusted members of the community? If ads running at a bad time for one person, it's bad for everybody. So part of it is like helping you synchronize the breaks in a way that is actually better with live. Um, the other thing I talked consistently about, we have not yet. I think there's just such a huge opportunity for these, what we call the stream display ads, um, which are display ads that run below or next to the stream that, you know, don't generally viewers are like, oh, sure, I'll take more of those. They're Most importantly, in me. parallel with the content, right? Yeah, running right. at the same in time. Parallel, yeah. okay. it's not an interrupt. Yeah. Um, if you look at it from an equivalency perspective, if you look at what a video ad is worth versus what a display ad is worth, uh, it's about four to five to six of those display ads equal one video ad just from a pure, you know, earnings perspective. So if we get enough of those and optimistic, our, our friends at Amazon are, are working on it that, you know, for many streamers, they could get to a point where it's just, I'll take those ads and not the other ads. You could opt so into something like that. It, at some point, right. We have to have enough yeah. demand, um, you know, to be able to offer that type of flexibility, but like give more control. And if, you know, again, but so, Video ads aren't ideal. There's a limit to how many video ads you can have. But when we're going to have video ads, we want them synchronized. And then we want to increase the display ads, non-interruptive piece, and then uh, sponsorships. You know, we've had Bounty Board out there for years, really hasn't scaled in a way that's been meaningful for most streamers. We've, you know, went back and, and working on new sponsorship type products that we hope um, will be another, call it a three-legged stool, right? Video, display, sponsorships. And we want to grow display and sponsorships to you know, video sized earnings for streamers. I think there's also uh, a reference in, in your question code, like uh, what I would call DVR. For those of you who remember being able to pause yes. things and yeah, record and catch up. up thing. Yeah. And there's a couple, couple questions in chat around that as well. Um, I see Barry answering some of them. Thank you, Barry, which is like, <laughs> those things are expensive to build and, and run and quite complex. That's a video uh, player update, right? Like that's not a video. Like yeah. The, the essential thing is like a streamer could run a three minute ad. And then when it, when the three minute ad is up, viewers would then continue the live show from where it stopped and have the option to like two X, yeah. the speed one, five X, the speed. There'd be a button yeah. that says go live, which would then skip all the content up to the live, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And let me, let me kind of dive into that because this is not to say we wouldn't. I think this is one of those every year when we sit down and we're like, ask ourselves for annual planning. We ask the question, like, is this the year that we do DVR? <laughs> Some of it is that is really expensive. 
but a really big insight that helps me try and address that question every year is one of the things we know just from looking at like what we would call hand wave latency. So how long between the time I wave my hand here and chat sees it? Um, every time we have reduced hand wave latency even a little bit, the level of interactivity in your chat and ultimately subspend goes up because the, the degree to which it is a two-way conversation between streamer and chat has a meaningful impact on the extent to which this feels like I'm being broadcast at versus a part of that community. So if we get to a place where you're go like, great, we have DVR, I can run you know six, six minutes of ads an hour now, great. Uh, if everybody is watching at different speeds and everybody is in a different place in the video, you shard that community experience really meaningfully and it massively drops the rate at which people interact in chat and or you can have a back and forth conversation because it's pretty easy for me to forget that I paused it, I walked away, I'm now watching and I am five, 10 minutes behind and I type in chat and it's kind of disruptive and confusing to everybody who is currently live and back and forth. So um, that's not to say we won't solve this. I think we will, uh, but it is um, it is both a technical challenge, but it is also for me a like experience design challenge of like, how do I help people understand where I am? Uh, it's not so much of a worry if I am 30 seconds back when I'm watching sports on the weekends, except that my friends are texting me to say, you know, did you see that shot? And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not up to date yet. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, Barry, please add a vulgarity tag. Uh, um, <laughs> that was uh, not excessive. We, it was not excessive. I can I can get there. Um, right. Uh, but I do think that for live interactive content like this, having the audience sharded across different levels of exp uh, of the kind of or different timings actually is more of a problem than it may feel like. Um, I guess I would posit the services where you appreciate that functionality is because on those services you don't expect any interactivity or community. To a, to a much lesser degree. They're yeah. certainly not known different. for it. So yeah, yeah, it's different expectations to manage. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Good answer. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh I don't I don't think people have realized that before. I certainly haven't thought of a, about it in that, that And it's way. interesting because whenever I thought of like the Twitch DVR thing, my thought would always be you could see chat but not participate until you are live that, again. Yeah. Mm. That could um, totally be part of the design. Yep, that makes sense. In which case, though, just like you said, you are effectively removing those removing people it. Yeah. from chat mm -hmm. until they catch up. And they, then they'd have to yeah. miss content to chat and chat, which obviously is not optimal. So, And this isn't to I say, mean, by the way, that we've got it nailed right now, because something like, I think our estimates are something like half of all clips are because people missed something and they want to go back, <laughs> either because of an ad break or something. Yeah, and so people right? hit the clip yeah. button, because when you hit the clip button, it generates the last 30 seconds for you. You can watch it. That is People crazy interesting them. data to have access they to. Just, they just yeah. use crappy clips as a DVR. Uh, and we, we experimented a little bit with that kind of, you know, five-minute rewind button that you saw last year. Just auto-clip uh, type deal. It's mm -hmm. pretty much what it was using. It was using the clips back end in order to kind of extend a long clip for you to watch. Yeah. Wow, the amount of people in chat that just confirmed what you said oh, is yeah, I've pretty eye-opening. <laughs> I've seen it in <laughs> my like, own. Yep, like... I knew that. Yep, that's me. <laughs> He's I've, talking about me. I've done it myself, <laughs> and I've seen it in the clip database uh, in the back end for sure. Um, on the topic of video players and stuff, I see it come up in chat. I think AV1 is like the big buzz, right? Streamers want mm. to be able to push more bitrate or, or lower bitrate with a better quality codec, blah, 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 blah. Anything to say on that front, uh, AV1? This, this 8K isn't doing it. I'd like 45, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably nothing to dive into there except to say the number of your viewers who can receive the level of... Uh, a bit rate that you're hoping to push is dramatically less than even your lowest expectations. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Um, Zeke, anything you want to 
jump in at or should we just keep rolling uh i mean i have i have questions written down yeah go ahead <laughs> like, go ahead oh, take us away no, uh, okay this i mean i think this like gets to the heart of like a lot of stuff um and i just i guess i want to like a clear answer i suppose like explain to me why 7030 is not viable for everybody it's not economically viable i've heard and why is that uh you know there's been certainly folks that have um published stories saying how much uh revenue twitch earns on subs etc a lot of the data is publicly available so you you're you're talking you know nine figures if you look across the site here in terms of what the cost of that would be right mm-hmm. and so when you look, talk about things like DVR, you know, all these ideas and, you know, certainly running the service, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it's a substantial, um, cost and, and it is literally like not from, you know, lack of desire, as I said, it is a very large number. So I'm, I'm just wondering like the, the sites that do offer that or better, like the you know streaming sites and that kind of stuff are they just taking that in the shorts like are they just <laughs> accepting that loss every every business is a little bit different if you look across some are very large ad companies and the sub revenue means nothing effectively in terms of their pnl or the you know their their economics okay. and their service um, especially you look at the you know the well-known ones in the world the facebook's the youtube's google's etc um Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that have different business models, and I don't know exactly how those work. But uh, I think it's one thing when you look at Twitch, which is really live streaming, very, very, very specifically focused on live streaming. Um, it's a far different story for us in terms of how we pay the bills. Okay. Um, so I and I guess a follow-up question. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's a financial yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a great answer. Yeah. Much more um, I just, uh, I guess a follow-up question is, and this is, I got this, like, when, like, I, I recently had dinner with Dan Clancy, and a, along with a few other streamers, and I came back, and I talked about it a little bit, and the question that keep coming up, and I'm going to ask, like, you guys, because I want, I, I really desire to hear this answer, uh, because you're human beings, right? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've been called but, an NPC, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, I bet. Um, I guess the biggest question is why should people believe that uh, the higher ups at, at Twitch want streamers to make more money? Because we love Twitch, right? As Tom said, we want to be here. We don't want to be the you know the the leadership team that broke Twitch, failed, right? Like, and we know how important mm-hmm. it is to the community. Dan said it. I've said it. Tom said it. Like every one of us that have been out here engaging you know we're human we empathize like i could not be a content creator i I just could not do it it's it's you guys spend so much time doing what you do to build your communities create your content uh distribute it everywhere etc etc it it, it's amazing and we respect that and we would love to have you make more money um literally by increasing rev share as well as growing the pie we talk about both and it is you know something again as dan has been quite clear i've been clear uh, we're working on it. I'll I'll give the Mike answer even because Mike Mike went where I was going to go, which is to start with, you know, you're humans and and we genuinely give a shit. Um, all of the revenue is shared, right? This is one of those places I think it is easy to forget that our incentives here are aligned. 
I would like you to make more money because uh, we make a share of the money that you make, right? And I know that sounds uh, kind of greedy when you say that out loud, but if you That's believe the that answer. this is a, a soulless corporation whose only goal is to maximize profit, then our goal is to maximize streamer earnings too. Uh, and as a result, then everybody kind of wins. We all win. To Mike's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to Mike's point, we would genuinely love to uh, pay out uh, more in total. And we do believe that paying out more in share is an important part. I think you want to do that in such a way that lets you continue to lay a foundation for the long term. I think when people uh, enter a market, right, and I think back to when kind of Facebook decided that they were going to come in and they announced 100% rev share, right? They do that because they're basically taking marketing money and putting that into rev shares for a period of time as a way to attract viewers and bring them over, which makes sense, right? Rather than, than doing that, this is how you build your audience base. Um, Clearly, that's not a thing that can last forever because otherwise that, that company is just pumping money out into the ecosystem and lo and behold, they have stopped uh, doing that as they kind of run. And so um, it is not always the sexiest thing uh, that we're, we're trying to do here, but we genuinely do want to maximize how much everybody is earning. And we are, as I said, we've been in this partnership for you know between 17 and 10 years, depending on how you want to measure it. And we would genuinely like to be uh, here for the next you know 10 to 17 years. Um, and it does also come down to Mike's point, like this is the best job I've ever had. And it is so because I get to literally think about your customer, not just in terms of the abstract, but like we know you by name. Every time we design a mock gang, we, uh, we put a streamer's face in it. Uh, and we use somebody's channel internally when we are saying, how would this look and feel on JP's channel, on Anne's channel, on you know Cowboy's channel? Uh, and so it really does help that we actually want to do this and huge portion of twitch employees genuinely use the product uh day in day out both as streamers and viewers yeah, yeah. i thanks i i didn't mean that to, did it come off to like sound like cold or dickish like i didn't mean it to sound huh? like that no i just like i it's, fact, it's something it's, that you know. like me being around twitch for as long as i have and you know from justin tv like i came from there uh and having met like like so many people that work at Twitch, and you know like f most of them are fucking great people, and I like I just want like I kind of want this, like to display that like if if Twitch makes more or if streamers make more money, we all make more money, right? Like yeah, and, and that was and, I, I think that was a totally valid answer, and it's like it's it's if people act like they hate money, like. They don't want more money. Like I think most people want more money. Well, listen, every, not every streamer does, right? Um, but I think a huge portion of streamers tell us that when they start streaming with the intention of going full-time, great. That means that we need to make it possible for you to, to, to stream the number of hours necessary to go full-time. So we have to get rid of, you know, eliminate burnout for streamers, which is fucking real, right? There is, a, there is an awful lot of content creation burnout uh, because one of the things that we've been, you know, really paying attention to over the last couple of years is as the internet has kind of sharded and there are now dozens of different services doing all sorts of things in the kind of you know creator ecosystem, the amount of offline work that you'll have to do has skyrocketed in the last four years, right? You're maintaining communities on seven to eight services and you are trying to work out how to put the right level of content in different places. You're trying to break down the content you've made on Twitch and distribute those out. Um, we've got to both help you reduce the work that goes into this because that's a requirement for sustainability for you. And secondarily, the money that you get back for the hours you put in has to go up. And obviously the holy grail for Mike and I, if we you know, do our jobs well, is we end up in a place where 
you are both earning net more and spending less time and the ROI of being a streamer goes up massively. Um, Because one of the things I I talk to new employees about all the time is uh, if you look at like Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show or whatever, he has a room of 20 people who will spend all day coming up with the first five-minute monologue of jokes. And then he has four or five professional schedulers who just book Margot Robbie uh, and, you know, beautiful actors to come on in on the show. And that's how he makes one hour of content a day. Um, You all are making six hours of content a day and it's just you. So every bit of grind that we can remove from your day actually improves the quality of the content that you put out there, which in turn improves how much your audience enjoy it. And when they enjoy it, it turns out they value it, sometimes literally. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zeke, Zeke, there's this underlying, you know, I see this often in social media. It's like, well, there's nobody at Twitch that bleeds purple, right? Like the, all the bleed purple have left. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, <laughs> it's frustrating, but it, but it's, you know, I, I understand that sometimes in terms of the, the sentiment, but like Tom and I and, you know, Dan, uh, others, you know, I keep using us because we're the most, you know, forward facing, so to speak, but like we've, we're here because we want to be here. We love what we do. We love the community that's on Twitch. We love the product. Um, we, um, you know, we have teams of people that are, you know, streamers and community members and are very passionate about the product. And believe me, there are easier things I could be doing than sometimes even facing my own team in terms of when we do things that upset the community. So um, we're here because we want to be here and we love Twitch. Uh, Tom, you're talking about the different products. Uh, I'm curious to like dive into the development of product. Has the frequency yeah. changed? Are you guys like shotgunning products the past six months or not? Like, it, I feel like we've seen so many products recently as compared to the past five or six years. Is is there a difference in the frequency, or is that just me noticing it more and having a show that talks about it every week? <laughs> um. Well, we're certainly trying very hard to get the rate and the speed of development up. I don't know that we have necessarily succeeded in that uh, on whole, but we are certainly working real hard to try and make sure that we kind of deliver on a bunch of those. I think what we probably have been, JP, is a lot more focused. Um, so we are we are trying very hard to deliver on a couple things really well. Um, mm. And those basically big themes. As Mike said, there's like um, uh, getting net more money and, and trying to kind of, you know, um, improve the viewer experience of ads so that you can take advantage of them more often, especially with the, as he said, the nearly effective doubling of rev shares. I think the second thing in there is we're, we're, we're pushing in to try and find more revenue streams in terms of sponsorship. Uh, on the discovery side, we are really genuinely focused on the, you can't, it, it cannot be that you have to be live all the time to be discovered. This is a lot of the kind of push behind the two big uh, announcements in my section of the keynote in stories and in the kind of uh, mobile discovery feed is this idea that says you deserve passive discoverability. Sure. Right? Um, I think the third one is to go through and say, uh, how do we help people make more community-based content? Um, And I understand the guest star memes, and some of those are reasonably fair enough. But one of the really interesting things we've seen shift is like 2019, about 5% of hours watched were in just chatting. This year, it'll be closer to 30%, and the platform is more than double the size. Right? So the shift in content towards shows like this or... Uh, towards kind of purely just chatting or whether it's Hassan covering the news or, you know, whatever, um, is pretty meaningful. But one of the things that's true is almost everyone who is making just chatting content today started as a gamer and they built their audience as a kind of playing games on Twitch. And then eventually they shifted into more of this kind of commentary style, purely community interactive content. Um, 
I think it's really interesting to ask the question of like, if we were starting Twitch from scratch and we said, what's the tool set for a talk-based platform? What would you build that's separate from the things that we have for gaming? Um, and a lot of that says things like all of that sitting in um, the just chatting category, clearly not good discoverability because there is such a melee of things in there that we've got to kind of get better at differentiating that. A lot of the push into freeform tags came from looking at the growth in non-gaming content and saying, cool, we can't possibly keep up with the taxonomy of content that exists here now. How do we help people label that for us? Sure. Um, and so I, the, I'd say the speed hasn't necessarily kicked up of how fast we can build any one thing, JP, but we are trying very hard to say, these are the five or six lanes that we are trying to deliver on. And so hopefully you're seeing that both in terms of um, the amount of products that solve for those things, as well as how well we can storytell what we're doing and why. Right. Is well, go ahead, Mike. I think you're going to say something. Yeah, so add two things real quick. It's, it's um, some of it's also timing. Like I think Tom and I were live like four days in a row announcing things. So a bit of it was like boom, boom, boom. It boom, was boom, a lot. So yeah, felt like, and it was right before yeah, a major a lot, event like right. TwitchCon. So we were a little right. But that shocked. that was the thing I want to say. TwitchCon's drive launches and releases um, more than maybe is 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 acknowledged in terms of our our calendar. Mm. And then you know we had famously a. a very bad incident on Twitch security incident a couple of years ago. And it took us a while to dig out from that and to get everything back to where it needed to be, which slowed us down. So now I feel like we're back in a place where we know what we want to build. And we are, as Tom said, we're just relentlessly trying to execute, get stuff built that we hope will matter. Right. Uh, Tom, you mentioned the just chatting stats and, and kind of how that is driving um, some of the product, not all of the product development at, at mm-hmm. Twitch. Is that why there's so much push for guest star? <laughs> is, this, is it like guest star goes hand in hand with the rise of just chatting and, and how much just chatting there is? Yes. Okay. Is the honest answer. Yeah. Um, that makes so, sense. I, I had not thought of it that way. And we're always laughing like, you know, guest star is the most iterated product at Twitch from our eyes. Uh, and we, we could never like figure out why, but statistically, yeah, I guess let, it makes let sense. me be, and let me check on that first. I don't know where the meme comes from. It exists internal to Twitch as well. Uh, it is not the most iterated on, nor is it the most heavily funded in terms of engineering. Really? Uh, it really is not. Okay. Um, like even on Surprising. my team, it is not in the top three in terms of the number of engineering resources that go into things. Right. Maybe, um, maybe it's so, just been the most like forward facing. Like maybe so. Streamer yeah. Lords, for instance, like, you know, with guest star and like, you can't really yes. do that with too many Twitch features. That's true. I guess. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. some of that. There's also a um, one of, so uh, my goal long-term is that if someone chooses to start, you know, I said at the start, what makes Twitch the best platform to stream on? That also asks the question, if you were going to start streaming today, where should you choose to begin? Mm-hmm. Right? There's one thing, which is where should I stay? And there's another, which where should I start? Um, we've had 10 million people start streaming on Twitch just in the last year. So um, if somebody is going to start making content like this today, how do they do that without all the expertise that the three of you have? How do they do that without a Barry, right? Um, who knows? I think the Twitch APIs Don't as well bump as bump his ego up. Tom, Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. What is? Come on now. <laughs> JP, he, I have it on good authority. He could turn the stream off from his mobile That's phone. That's what Tom. He, he, what are you doing? He demoed it loud and clear in Paris for you. Um, so, but this is exactly it. How do you go through and and build like that? And part of the way that you do that is you get existing streamers to use that tech. So people say, wow, I watched an amazing call-in show today. I really enjoyed that. I bet you I could do that. Like I know a bunch of stuff. 
I'm watching today and it turns out I'm super into Survivor or I'm super into Real Housewives. I'm going to start a show in which I bring people on and we just chat about like an episode. I want people to experience and do that. And so a lot of the reasons that you as partners are getting pings from your SPMs or you're getting emails and people are saying kind of guest star is we are um, hoping to make it visible and easy for people to take up uh, that that type of streaming. Um, it might be that we're, the push there is too strong and too much. I've certainly got some of that feedback internally. And if you're experiencing that, well, that it's, I get it's, it. It's, um, it's, it's like a... For us here, we've used what we use vMix for so long that it just serves no purpose, right? And so it's sure. it's different for us, whereas to the people you're talking to, or even it was you can name a billion of the bigger streamers, and they're just like, I don't want to know vMix, but it guest seemed stars, like a lot of resources for to fix a problem that didn't exist, yeah, for yes. for the majority of a of us. But you know, coming from the Absolutely. perspective of new streamers with easy technology, that makes a lot of sense. Also goes with your new overlay systems and things of that nature. Uh, which so I wish existed when I was starting. <laughs> so yeah. absolutely, yeah. It, it should just work out of the box. You shouldn't need to go to Reddit for 400 hours or have a minor kind of computer science degree to get everything set up. <laughs> but I think the second thing that is maybe missed in that is like I said earlier, there's a lot of people that we're building for now. Not everything we launch will fit any one person's needs. But I think there's a second question. Zeke, you asked earlier, what are we going to do to grow the platform? Um, and part of that is how do you bring more streamers so they can bring more audience to the platform? And then how do we make sure that everybody benefits from those audiences? So um, I think that actually helps in a bunch of ways. And let me maybe pivot into kind of some of those announcements around things like feed. Um, and, you know, there's a very real question, which is like, why the hell haven't we been doing this before? And, and what does this look like? Sure. Um, if this works, right, and it may not, these are things that are new. If this works, um, what will happen is somebody will show up to watch one of the three of you. And it turns out, uh, you won't be live. And that happens about 50% of the time, right? Somebody comes to Twitch looking for you. If you broadcast seven days a week, eight hours a day, you're still only live 33% of the time. So most of the time, viewers show up about 50% of the time, you're not live. What we want people to do in that moment is either be able to go and check out your story and they catch up on everything they missed today. So if Co, you're doing a new Persona playthrough and it turns out the story is actually genuinely important there and I don't really understand all of where we'll be tomorrow, I can catch up pretty quickly. And then I can go and check out and sample some other streamers because one of the things that probably gets missed, um, you've all been on Twitch forever, both as streamers and viewers, your follow list in the left nav is probably 50 to 250 long, right? There's a lot of people that you follow. Um, for somebody who comes to Twitch at least once a week, that number is more like three. The vast bulk of viewers don't follow that many streamers. And as a result, uh, they don't have a lot of those sessions where they're like, I need to come because it's Monday morning, 9 a.m., and I know we'll be live right now, right? And, you know, I know Co will be live because it's 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're welcome for the ad. Uh, and here's how we kind of, you know, go through. So um, in those moments, we want people to come in and sample maybe 100 clips uh, and go through and end up following one of those streamers. So tomorrow when they come and you're, you know, you've just finished or they missed your stream, they go and watch them. Um, and what that actually means is we had to do a couple things to make this work around clips. But the hardest thing there is that's a very different algorithm than the thing that you're getting on reels, on shorts, on TikTok. Sure. I don't want you to spend all the time in the feed, right? Uh, TikTok had to literally invent the, you've watched too many, please go to sleep now. Yeah. Because the algorithms were so good at paying people to stay in the feed. That is an anti-goal for us. We're trying to both recommend an individual clip, but also try and align things like, when do you typically come to Twitch? How much do we think you'll like this before? And we have to train the algorithm on a thing that happens maybe 
two weeks later, uh, I did go and watch this person live and I did go on to kind of chat and subscribe. Uh, and so those kind of things come around. So it's, it's a mental model that we're really keen to get right rather than just divert viewer attention into clips. Because I think mathematically, I'm pretty confident Twitch viewers will watch a lot of Twitch clips if we make the UI great. Totally. That I mean, that would be a fail. It's a large portion of TikTok, at least the gaming mm-hmm. side of it. Uh, totally. it's, it's Twitch clips, right? Like that's, that's how that goes. Yep. Uh, we were having the discussion last week when we were talking about the feed uh, between me and Co. Is that all a singular app? Is that the goal to have the discover, the feed, the Twitch live, the chat all in one yeah. app? So yeah. like we've, we've seen over the past that where a lot of times Twitch may come up with like a really good feature or idea, but because it's not kind of put in the face of the viewer, so to speak, it's maybe behind a couple clicks, that kind of thing. Then all of a sudden it just yeah. kind of fades into obscurity. So how, how is it? It, it seems like a really yeah. cool thing. How is it going to be put in the front and center? Let me give you the happy path. And I, and I will caveat this with happy path because as you experiment with things, sometimes they don't work as you expect, right? In fact, I'd say more often than not, um, you know, <laughs> What's the, the line? And what's the Mike Tyson line, which is everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. So the the, the happy path goes and like confirm. this. Um, uh, <laughs> in in the next month, we'd like to we will put it in browse, and you will end up having kind of games, live, and clips as your two as your three top line items in browse in the mobile app. That'll go to some percentage of viewers. Um, so there'll be a feed of live streams, and there'll be a feed of clips both working kind of side by side. When we feel like um, the goal of that is to validate that the algorithms that we think we've trained and developed in order to recommend things that you'd watch later work. If we feel like that's working well, we'll pull that clip feed out of browse and it will replace the discover tab. Mm, Completely. Mobile right now. Completely. So then you'd basically click discover and it'd be a full panel of that system. Yep. And you'll just have that and you'll be able to kind of go back and forth. And if that keeps working, and things go according to plan, uh, we are very open to that being the default experience when you open the app. When you open the Twitch oh. app on your phone, right? Like yep. we're talking mobile. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just on mobile. So, so that makes sense. That's to me. not a decision to be clear. That's a like, we would, we would test and learn our way through there. But there's one version where it's um, default. There's a version where you could say, if any of the channels you follow aren't live, we'll put you in the feed and you can always click away from the feed if it's not the thing you want. Uh, or there's a version where we put you on follow and then people have learned that there's a reliably entertaining thing over here in the feed. Um, and but got it. Okay. Or we, we, will, chat, we will iterate our way there. For some people in chat that are saying, you know, like I saw a comment a minute ago, like this is the reason I don't use TikTok. This stuff will all be, I'm assuming, opt out and optional. Yeah. I mean, it's tabs. So you can always yeah. kind of not, not watch it at all if you don't want to. So yeah. two, two quick follow-ups. Um, this, this system, something like TikTok is, is curated content designed specifically for that, and then uploaded specifically with that pur- purpose. This new clip system, from what I understand, a lot of it, is it going to be like automatic clip generation? And then like, if it gets a bunch of views, it then gets into the system? Or is it going to be like only clips that, that streamers authorize? Or can we upload yeah. curated content specifically only to this system? Like, how's that? Great yeah. It would get really old, like people coming in, like, I saw your butt crack. Is that, was that butt crack guy? Is that you? <laughs> well, and on, I, get, on that I note, get real old real fast. On that, on yeah. that note, too, I mean, Twitch streamers are already, in some cases, working overtime, as it were, and may not have time to, like, make curated clips and stuff like that. So, like, yes. how do you get the best of both worlds? These are, these are great sets of questions. So, 
Right now, what we believe that the feed should be is things that are a derivative of your stream because it's a sample of your stream, right? So rather than it be a like, uh, you know, here's me doing something random uh, or doing a VO directly for the feed, uh, it should be some version of like, if you go to CoStream today, here's what you will, the type of thing that you can experience. And the best way to do that is clips thereof. Um, we do think though, that you should one, have complete control over which of the clips are used to market. So featured clips, which we also announced on stage, will basically give you that capacity. Uh, right now, anybody makes a clip of you, that clip is discoverable on Twitch. We don't think that should be the case long-term. In fact, we don't think that should be the case even medium-term. Um, That's a great idea. From, from August, oops and from August, only the clips <laughs> that you go through and say this is featured, those will rank at the top of all discovery services above other clips rather than by view count. And by the time we move to uh, the clip feed as having a standalone uh, element in the app, by the time that replaces Discover, only featured clips will go into that. Um, and there'll be different approaches to featuring because everybody wants optionality and functionality. So we will end up in a world in which you can say, listen, I'm very comfortable with almost all the clips my community make of me default feature my clips. You can do the inverse saying, I have a very strong brand and I, you know, people use clips as an abuse vector on my channel. Nothing is featured unless I go through and manually do it. We will similarly let you decide if editors can feature or mods can feature or just you. Uh, so you'll have different levels of control over which things get featured and don't. Two um, quick follow-ups. Um, will we be able to and promote the people that actually made the clips of our content to encourage that in our community? So it would be like it be a byline like, or something. This is a, like one of my, if one of my most popular clips was clipped by this person, in my community, could I have it? So like at the bottom of the clip, it says clipped by and their Twitch username and stuff like that. That's a great suggestion. I don't think that's currently in the designs, but I'm very open to that idea. Cause that would definitely encourage people to use that system. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And no, I um, agree. The How second do you thing get is, some shared credit? Yeah. In, Just like an in, info in, button or something. Yep. And, and as a, as a, as a quick follow-up as when you're seeing this product long-term, let's say it blows up. Let's say people are using it and let's say people like it. Do you see a world where people are, are uploading content specifically to this clip system? Um, that's a really large debate internally at the moment. Okay. Um, and I don't know that we've settled on that. Um, so it's going to be interesting will... if you start seeing people stream just in, in vertical format, <laughs> just to yeah. get it onto the clip system. Yeah. So because they're like going a... through... Everything I say from here isn't a commitment that we will build. It's a set of things that we debate and discuss internally, right? One, one debate internally. Uh, we let uh, you know, viewers edit clips right now. Okay, great. Should we also turn over that vertical editing format mm, to yeah. viewers so that viewers can both you know, do the uh, edging of it, but also do uh, arrange your content vertically? Some streamers will say, dude, that's, I'm very careful with how I lay out my camera and my scenes. I don't want someone else doing that cropping. I will do that, please. Okay. Uh, on the other hand, that's less work for the streamer. And as I said, my goal is for you to have to do less work. So like- Or sure, viewer yeah. could submit it to the streamer for approval. For approval, exactly. So it may be yeah. that if we let viewers do that, and then we, we have featured as a second layer, you can go through and not feature things where you think they fucked up the cropping. Uh, but people who want to be kind of good contributors to the stream can. Yeah. There's a second question which goes something like, do we think people should be able to take one of your clips and in almost in the same way that people do React content now, overlay their own mm. content on the back of another clip in the same way that people do like reactions or reposts on TikTok? Uh, in many ways, that's excellent content. It's probably pretty interesting and it distributes your brand. In others, Stitching. what if that person's being a jackass and dunking on me? 
uh, and now all of a sudden my content is being used to mock me. Um, that might act. And there there's might TOS things about that too, right? There are. Yep, for sure. <laughs> but there's also questions like, could we arrange uh, the system in such a way that if your clip is the baseline content for someone else's clip and you don't like it, you can just revoke that clip and then any reproductions of that clip are automatically deleted um, as they run through. Uh, there's an, other iterations again, which say, listen, maybe people should be able to upload directly into the feed. Um, I think the place where that will happen first is in stories, because we are going to let everybody kind of go through and, you know, picture and photo and video and all of that good stuff within stories. And so if we see people are making really good upload direct Twitch content in stories, that's a pretty good use case and argument to say, maybe we should do that in feed as well. Or you could get really crazy and ask the question of, will we end up distributing stories in a feed in the same way that you can see that on TikTok and other places? And the honest answer is we don't really know yet. Um, it matters a lot on how people are using it. Um, uh, Emmett used to say all the time uh, a phrase that I really like, which is most roads are paved cow paths, which is if you think about the way that cities evolved, where people and their cows walked, eventually you laid down cobblestones and that becomes the road. Right? Right. That's why Broadway runs through New York at this funky angle. Um, uh, the you know the the indigenous population and First Nations people would continue to walk the way that they always walked, regardless of where you put your nice grid. Uh, so a lot of what we do at Twitch is we start with the basic framing of a product, and then as we see how you utilize it, we ask the question <laughs> like, how do we make that easier, or how do we help more people do that? I like it. So it right sense. now we have I... a lot of open-ended thoughts, and please feel free to holler at us as you're using it, and you have thoughts like, I didn't think about the clip um, credit element here, the spread it with credit. That seems <laughs> very smart. Sure. I have two more questions, but I've been hogging the mic, so someone else please go. I have one uh, one thing that uh, that our, all of our favorite Barry brought up um, <laughs> about uh, if you go to a live stream from a clip on this new thing, you won't get ads for 15 minutes, and that is, is that like, it's not like a, a hard, fast thing that he's saying. He's saying, I'm asking you, is that a thing? Is that true? So we haven't got a hard, fast answer to that yet. Um, okay. Broadly speaking, our goal with the feed is to introduce new viewers to your channel. And separately, yes. we have a goal, which is new viewers to your channel shouldn't get pre-roll ads. Yes. So those things yep. should dovetail perfectly, uh, but it's there isn't a hard line of code currently written into the mock of the system that says, if you swipe you know, right from clip into channel that is live in feed, decline ad. It is the type of thing where we're going to monitor and check. But Mike and I are both philosophically with you that says we shouldn't be, you know, delivering ads when somebody is first introduced to your channel. It's funny that you say that because, like, in chat, you see, like, first time chatter. And then the second time they come back to your channel, it says returning chatter. So the chat box knows. <laughs> we definitely know. You know, they haven't been there before. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Go. Uh, more? Or Zeke, you have more? Yeah, that, that, I, that's... I do want to be cognizant probably the, of the time the biggest... as well. Because I think we're 15 Yeah, you guys have lots so. of stuff to talk about. <laughs> oh, are we? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if, if we need to let you two go, you you tell us. I was going to start going into stories, so maybe that's for another <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that for uh, uh, ask me, Ask me one, Co, because uh, it's, okay. it's an important thing. I'm an almost 40-year-old man that doesn't use Instagram and has no idea what these kids are talking about. Um, <laughs> how exactly are stories going to like... It, it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, almost getting close. So the big thing with stories is when I saw that the original thing, the first thing I thought about is, okay, is this, is this stories thing? Like how much time is this going to take? And is it specifically for when I'm not online? And like, what is Twitch for see me and doing it? Will there be an auto generation feature of stories? Like 
what what is what is when you think Twitch stories, how does that fit into the Twitch ecosystem? Yeah, so um, have you ever noticed that over time your follower count continues to go up almost linearly, but your view count often doesn't track with that, right? It tends to be because people come in and for a period of time they're watching and enjoying your content, and most of the time people's schedules change. Somebody's at college and their class schedule changes. Me, I'm working some mornings, you know, and I have meetings and not others. I've got two kids now. I can't watch as many streams uh, in the mornings as I used to. Um, and we actually see that there's a lot of people who want continuity with that channel, but because they miss a certain number of live streams, feel like they can't come back because they're not kind of, uh, they don't they don't have that sense of what's going on or, or, like or what's Like me with happening. any big RPG. Yeah, I feel Correct. Like. Right? Yeah, literally. Or me after a patch in any of the games that I haven't played in a while, and now I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, in that environment, there's a lot of people who really value the streamer and that content, but can't get enough time to stay current, and they don't get enough value to maintain their sub, uh, even though they would really like to over time. So my my belief here is that what will happen is that you finish your, your uh, stream, and you can put together either a summary of what happened today, or you can put together a like, hey, I'm nearly finished with this playthrough. What do you guys want to see next? And you can do some of those polls uh, offline. Uh, similarly, I see a lot of people wandering around TwitchCon with the backpack and the camera. And I go and talk to some of them. They're like, I don't really know what content to make here. And I'm not particularly comfortable doing this. But I feel like if I'm not streaming or producing content, people won't sub or there'll be problems. Like, How do you go through and create some of that offline content where I can take photos and videos or I can go through and like share some of the selfies I took at TwitchCon and all of that? And it gives my community some sense of access to me as well as um, some benefit to continuing to be a subscriber. And for you, you could choose to use it as a like, here's my summary of the stream today. Easy put in a couple Twitch clips that you think are, the, are good summaries of today. You can add a little text screen after that code that said, today was great. Here's my top three moments of today. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. EST. And if that's all you, you want to do, great. I missed your stream today. I watched those three things. I still like you. Um, if you want to be able to do more of the kind of offline content without doing IRL backpacks and wandering the world, and you want to share some behind the scenes for your subscribers, great. Um, I think targeting, like the thing that we really started with here is I got a lot of in, uh, requests from folks last year to bring back sub messaging. Right. If you recall, we used to have it back yeah. in 2017. We took it away because it was being used as an abuse feature. Mm. So when we started the question of saying, how do we bring back streamer messages? Uh, and the answer we got from everybody is, well, I'm a video creator. Please don't make me just send this boring email. So then we were like, huh. okay, what does an email system look like? But I can insert some clips. And then what if I wanted to take pictures? And what does all this look like? And you you start doing exploration where you're like, wait, why the fuck? What? Everybody wants short messages on this thing. And it turns out uh, there is a really effective way for people to share photo, video, text uh, with people that they know. And it is this stories format. And the only thing that stops us from recognizing that is ego in that we sound a little silly saying stories and it's not 2017 anymore. Um, and so it kind of evolved from that, like, how do I stay in touch with my community and how do I main, uh, maintain a sense of connection and value to viewers and subscribers when they can't be watching live all the time? It, so is it like, is Twitch going to provide tools to us, like an interface to craft mm -hmm. these stories? Yep. Yeah. will be a full cool. editor. Yeah. Yep, there's, there's a full video editor in there. You'll be able to create yeah. a story. So this is example. Exactly, exactly. Right there. You'll be able to put a picture and put some text over it. You'll be able to upload a Twitch clip uh, automatically in there. You can just do a text-only uh, kind of description there. Uh, you can run polls in here. You'll be able to share links. This is all on the phone, but I'm assuming there's going to be a desktop version too. 
At the moment, we're going to build both feed and stories as mobile native. Uh, oh. If we think desktop oh. makes sense, we'll go there. Um, but uh, 95% okay. of consumption on things that aren't Twitch are all on mobile. Uh, and makes so we'll, we'll okay. start here. Twitch, Twitch is still... <laughs> I, you know, I was waiting for it. Fair, fair, Mike. Fair. Yeah. And, and this is one of those format things, gang, because I see somebody in chat say, oh, I never use Twitch on mobile. That makes sense to me. If you're going to watch a two-hour, three-hour live stream, your hand gets literally sore trying to hold your phone up like this all the time. Like, it's not the ideal environment for that. But if I want to go through and be like, cool, I Battery. missed JP's stream today. I missed Zeke's stream today, and I'm on the bus on the way home from work. What happened today? And what time are they streaming tomorrow? It's exactly the right format for that. Yeah. Cool. Makes sense. And, and just real I just quick, love uh, when anyone again, uh, says, like, uh, most people do this. The other side of it, just like, <laughs> it turns out it turns out there's a couple hundred million of us now gang so it doesn't matter how doesn't matter universal that, a statement yeah. you think you make it's not universal yeah yeah, yeah that's true and, uh, just and real and a super quick just in the ecosystem thing the stories would be something we could set our channel to play if you come to our channel and offline like it would it would be in there with the clip system or what's the delivery method currently uh it'll be at the top of the following directory so when i open up twitch on mobile oh. stories from creators i follow will be sitting right there Oh, uh, okay. and then the, then the live streams. And so there was a there was a design on uh, on there that you were showing before JP, kind of this? In, the, in the video, but um, uh, it was in the follow tab somewhere. God, that guy's good looking. Um, <laughs> here it is. Oh, you're talking about that. So right at the top there, Co. Yeah. yeah. If you just go back, just scrub a teeny bit. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Okay. So it's like a little carousel at the very top. Correct. Okay. Cool. And there is a time frame on these right it's it's they go away after 24 hours is that correct locked yep. in forever is that by default oh, is that no not locked no not locked in forever okay um uh there's some debate internally about whether or not it's 24 hours or whether or not it's until your next stream and then they disappear uh, don't worry co you will still have access to all the stories you make and you will still be able okay. to utilize those so it could but be for viewers they expire after 24 hours got it Okay. okay, so like the, the idea is like if I'm starting a big playthrough that I'm, I know is going to be a couple weeks and I want to like have something that kind of, you know, lets people know I'm doing that or something, I, I wouldn't have yep. the option to like keep that as my active story for like a, a week or two. And keep threading. Uh, that's a good question. Right now is it's designed to no, know, but I'm very open again to the idea of paving that cow path. If it's a like, great, you will still have them. So you could go back and post what happened yesterday. Here's what happened today but it would become a little tedious over time. Well, so let me think through we, how we could do that. That being said, the idea of taking, I mean, it, according to what I'm hearing here, I mean, I literally could at the end of each day's stream do like a 30 second summary and then I could just mm -hmm. make that my next story. Correct. Okay. And then well, I, be better I, I really <laughs> like that chat's going to have to teach you how to, how stories work. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. I know. No, hold on. Hold on. Tom, you think people over are under 30 watch co come on now. They're not going to know. That's what a good point. Is. Yeah. <laughs> JP, I'd like I to really say I'm like riding the wave of geriatrics here on Go Twitch. Stories yeah, I'll have to get my right. wife to come get, yeah. we'll get our, my stepdaughter. It'll, the whole thing. We'll Is teach there Go. like a community <laughs> college course I could take on this or something? I don't. Yeah, to be fair, say, I don't, I don't know what stories that? are. Yeah, to be fair, I have no idea what stories are as well. It's, no, it's, it's definitely it's for funny. a different audience. Speaking of which, it is, it is kind of funny because I, you know, at, at almost 40, I mean, like when I was young, when I was like 10 years old was when video games were being created. You know, like this is when yeah. they were starting to become prominent. So, I mean, here I am at 40 years old. People ask me all the time, like, how are you this old in streaming? I'm like, because people 
are getting older that used to play yeah, games. Your audience. I mean, is now there is a forty-year-old forty. I have people in my community that are seventy-two years old. Yeah. It's like people are getting older liking games. I mean, give it like fifty years, and there's going to literally be entire giant communities of Twitch of fifty-plus gamers, like mm-hmm. uh, like Team Geriatric. Man, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be <laughs> awesome, dude. What I heard is that Joe committed chat that his first story will be him with a skateboard over his shoulder asking you how you do, fellow kids. Pretty much. (laughs) Makes sense. Yes. People forget that Twitch itself has been around for 10 years. So if you're 40 now, you were 30 when it started. You know, like not that big. Or 20 then and 30 now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But getting back to the, just before we move off, uh, and I forget what I was saying or what I was going to say, (laughs) um, as far as that, that, uh, the stories go if you want to keep the same one. I think like pinning it, someone uh, Creed so clutch from your chat said pinning it and have like a little like push pin color coded so that people don't like they know that's not the same one I saw yesterday or yep. something like that. I, I, there's some, I, there's like, some good design thoughts in there. It right? may also be that the yeah. one in the following tab is the current story and that your archive is very visible from your profile. Oh, yeah, that's a great so idea. You too. can do that continuous one that way. It, these these features are going to be so new that it just comes right back to what you said about the the path kind of forming itself. Like we're just mm-hmm. we're just going to have to see what works and what doesn't, and but it's going to be wild. If that's really going to be at the top of following directory, then every every streamer is going to have to like take that kind of seriously because it's like that's the first thing a lot Big of people deal, are going to yeah. see. Are you going to be there? Or are you not going to be there? So you know that's a quick way to get a feature used. <laughs> well, the good, have- and the good news is it'll be there basically when you're not live in particular, right? Yeah. If your, your viewer shows up, if you're that, that first live stream, I fully expect them just to tap the live stream and watch you. Why would I do anything but? But it's really the use case. I, I rock up, oh, you guys aren't live yet. You don't go live until 10. Uh, and it turns out it's 9.50. Tap on in, catch up on yesterday's story. Vote in the poll as to what we should be doing today. See a you know delightful photo of Coast Cat. Stream begins now. I like it. Um, I have one final thing to say before I'm done talking for the rest of the show. And I know I've been talking a lot, uh, but Todd, I, this is a, a personal request I've been making over the years. I, I plead with you. If you guys can think about it, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate it. The idea of having it. So we got five emotes that people could only get if they were in the channel during one of our own hype trains, personal emotes to our channel. It, I mean, that would, I don't use hype trains. That would be how you would get me to start using hype trains. Like let us have, five emotes and then make it so like everyone can be a part of the train and not just the people, the part of the train would get the emotes, but everyone in the channel when the hype train ends, but then get access to those five emotes for 24 hours. And I think 24 hours? for 24 hours, and then they have to, okay. have to do another train to get them after that. But not only would that give streamers more emote slots, which we love, but then it would be like, why would any streamer not have a hype train on? And most importantly, also make sure people that are just there in chat would also get them. Not necessarily as part of the train, but everyone who's there, like a big community event, we all get those emotes yep. for that amount of hours. I think that'd be incredible. And I, I would love Seco, to the good The good thing is you directed that question at me, but it's actually Mike's team has to build that. So I feel very comfortable oh. saying, yes, we should Great, totally thank do you. that. Hurry You're up, here Mike. first. It's <laughs> happening. Woo! Thank you, Tom. I will address- appreciate it. I will address this question to either of you because I don't know if either of you even have anything to do with this. How about that? Uh, can we, can we, like the just, just for like panels? Can we have like a, a snap yeah, to what, top? Snap what is, to top, what to is top, going please. on with panels? I mean, <laughs> this is kind of a this is where we just barrage you with with constant uh, like please change this product. But I, I think maybe even taking a step back, you've I feel like for 
as long as the show has existed, we've constantly said like, man, they don't iterate on products once they launch. Like you could apply that to so many different things. Except guest star. Except for guest star. That was the joke, right? That's <laughs> our <alerts>. joke. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, yeah. also everything in recommendations and tags and search and all of the things. <laughs> the things that we talk and care about on this show right. will never get iterated upon. I can promise you we, we commit code to chat every day. So we're definitely iterating. <laughs> But like, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess what it is fair to say that panels has been sitting in a uh, in a um, non improved state for for a long time, and they are more important than we give them credit for. Okay, that is a fair critique. Yeah, fair. if we get a send to top, I think every streamer that has ever done a sponsor stream will just emphatically oh, thank you. It yeah. is so annoying having to wrestle the bottom panel up to the top and hope that it snaps right with whatever window format you have open at the time. It's just oh my lord. Yeah, yeah, send to top. It is a, I will a first world streamer problem, but man, uh, sponsored is. that every time they're like, yeah, we got a sponsor panel. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go clear the cobwebs out from this whole thing <laughs> down here and upload. Cause I forgot to take the last sponsor panel out three weeks ago. Just make, just make sure you stretch before you do that guys. You are, as we said, aging. It's true. Thank you. True. Thank you Very for looking true. out. hundred percent. Thank you for so your, your sponsors are making you do a panel. Uh, I think I'm cutting. Yes, the sponsors are making us do a uh, yes a panel. So part generally part of a sponsored stream is what they do is they'll want you to put a link with a panel in your profile, and that's how it's been forever. Um, but the problem is they always want it at the top. So if you have a bunch of panels, you have to make the new panel at the bottom and then drag it up, and it is totally hit or miss if it actually goes up and if it's going to work and if it's going to save and if it's going to snap and it's just it's any it's a total mess. Again, this is a total first world streamer problem. Yeah. But uh, just a little button that says send to top would be. Life-changing. Let's go with that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. No, it's yeah. just All one right, of those little had, annoying you, things you that we've been dealing news. with forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, I, I, uh, we've kept you, you too long. gaming news that everybody wanted. We, we have uh, kept you too long. Thank you for having us. This was a joy. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, you for so staying much. for 30 really minutes it. afterwards. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are welcome back anytime. Any, any final words or, or comments or anything you two uh, want to get out there, want to say, uh, before we let you go? Just thank you. Try out our alerts. They're great. Um, we didn't talk about hype chat. Maybe we can come back and talk about hype chat someday. Um, but overall, really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you for being here. Tom, Similarly, I appreciate the energy and enthusiasm, gang. I, I One of the things I appreciate about the three of you is uh, you call us out when you think we've screwed up, which is very reasonable, but by the same token, uh, it means that you also call us out when you think we've nailed something. And it's a nice feedback loop for developing product where there's somebody who will kind of, you know, tell you straight both ways. Fantastic. And honestly, on that note, uh, kind of a, a return of appreciation. I don't, I think I speak for all of us when I say we, we never feel like it's necessary not to be completely honest about anything involving Twitch. And it's really nice to be in that position. So, you know, that's, yeah, we will continue to be honest and we be glad you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Good. You guys are welcome. All right, have a great rest of the show, gang. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much. See you, chat. Thanks, guys. Say yep. bye, chat. All right. I like that. That is going, get them out before Co has more questions. I know, dude, I seriously could just sit here for an hour. I was, that half, was, I was half expecting was, PR to message me and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, where's the giant over? wooden hook to like pull us all off stage? Like, in, <laughs> oh, <sighs> oh my God. I've just man. been waiting. Thank God those guys are gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, They're out. Oh, They're oh, there it is. Okay, They're there it is. They're gone. That was cool, man. That, was, right. that was extremely, that was extremely nice of them. That's that's and for the record, just chat to be clear, like we did not have a list of pre questions, obviously. No. Like they were just like, let's just come on and talk and 
They're very candid and open about everything. So that is that is incredibly appreciated. We should have like the the, the twice a year Twitch check in and see who we can pull in from them and have conversations like that. Yeah, yeah the one oh, thing oh, I, man, I, I really appreciate like about them and about like when Mike's been on before and usually, I mean, when we get like some higher up muckety muck, they have like you know we got to go through PR and say like you don't talk about this and like was. But the the list of shit that like was limited to like a couple of things and the rest of it's like, yeah, say ask us whatever you want. And that's always so like liberating, you know. I don't really feel nervous that I'm gonna say something like, you know, where's my money? Where's my seventy thirty? Where's seventy thirty for all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it it is uh I had not like I guess it's an uh, an effect of like an echo chamber or an effect of like where we exist on Twitch. But a lot of times I do forget that like there's 2 million affiliates, right? There's like that many people on this site. And so when I'm just constantly reading like my chat or our chat on all of our three of our channels, it's so specific to like our experience. What we do. What yep. we do yep. on our, our specific channels. Whereas yep, when, yeah. when he's like, yeah, 30% of, of streamers are in just chatting these days. Like that's, that's, I knew that, but I didn't like know that, that data point. That's wild to think, uh, how big that category actually is and how massive. And it makes sense for them to develop product specifically for that. It makes sense why guest star has gotten so much push, right? Cause like 30% of the fucking platform is going to utilize that in some way or the other, most likely. As opposed to a Zoom mm-hmm. uh, or or whatever, what have you. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm that was a I enjoyed that aspect of it because it was a little eye opening uh, to to just remember it's that. Very easy for us to lose our perspective. Yeah, when we do this every day, doing the exact same thing. Absolutely, for sure, absolutely. Nice to get a fresh perspective. Yeah. Once again, thanks to uh, Tom and Mike for coming on, and also staying 35 minutes over. I got a I got a message yeah. from PR that said hi. Please end. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, These yeah. people have jobs they're paid for. Please release them. <laughs> I feel they're cutting really, into their lunchtime. Stop. I feel it. really bad about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, outside of the whole Twitch stuff, there is uh, there is gaming news and there are also games that we've had uh, time to play this past yes. week. Uh, let's start with, I guess, the most recent news this morning. Microsoft and Sony have entered into a, uh, is it a, what do they call it? A partnership? What did, what did Phil's tweet say? A, a, a legally binding agreement. Oh, I he did is, say that. He did go they, as far There was as something that. about binding. Yes. He yeah. said, le- I believe it was legally binding. Binding uh, agreement. That's what it is. Yes. We are pleased to announce that Microsoft and PlayStation have signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. We look forward to a future where players globally have more choice to play their favorite games. Also, can can we just say how hilarious that sounds when you're literally making a binding agreement over a single game, and, and then they're like, "We look forward to a world and environment where it's like, then why didn't you say a lot of games? Like, why are you why are you saying one single product, and then you're going to make a statement like that? Yeah, and more importantly, you had to have a binding agreement over it. Like that's well, and, and whole thing's kind of silly. Maybe even most importantly, this comes after the FTC was like, yeah. I guess we fucked up. We kind of fumbled this one. Uh, this purchase is going to go through. <laughs> so Sony's like, can we have our Call of Duty, please? We we want that on our platform. Uh, oh, man. It's, it's, uh, we're in for a, an interesting ride. That that there, I think Microsoft is meeting with the, oh, God, the CMA. I forget what the, the acronym is uh, tomorrow, but that, that could be a done deal this week. 
Microsoft could fully Man. acquire Activision Blizzard this week. Uh, which, it really, it really started whew. going fast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's moving fast. Um, we'll see what happens. It's it's a wild time for sure. And then we get to see like, what does that mean for Bobby Kotick? What does that mean for Game Pass? What does that mean for Blizzard games on Game Pass? What like there's so many. What does that mean for uh, moving forward? That I think will be kind of industry like shakeup level stuff. Uh, big, big, big news, I guess, coming out of all that. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to mm-hmm. keep an eye on it all. Um, I do miss the uh, the fact that the the sessions are over, though, at the court, because we got a lot of good, random, juicy tidbits out of all that from just random things in the game industry. But no more. Our, our The veil has been closed. And we can we cannot see any more of that. So The doors are, are closed again. Yeah, doors are closed. Uh, so that all went through. Uh, that was probably the biggest news of the week. There was also, uh, did you guys see the Bungie lawsuit uh, that oh, yeah. that closed? From the yeah. hackers slash harasser. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, this uh, it, they won a $400,000 lawsuit against a Destiny 2 player uh, who was threatening and harassing Bungie's community manager uh, who has since then quit uh, Bungie um, for about a year now, I think. Um the reason why this is such a uh, a big deal, apart from the ruling, is that it could have uh, pre- it could set precedent. Um, now, like potentially, this court case could be uh, referenced back as precedent for any future things of this this nature, um, which is which is cool. It's I'm, this also follows what the uh, the other story of the uh, the swatting guy who also got community service i think it was three years of community service last week so a lot of those new stories are starting to come in a lot of those rulings are starting to come in um i think the legal team what what is Catherine tucin on twitter is who posted all this i think she was part of the legal team she's got a giant thread talking about everything uh that has occurred in said lawsuit if you want to read it including just straight up images of the uh of the lawsuit and kind of the awful harassment that this guy had to uh had to endure from the the complete prick of a person uh that is now going to be paying four hundred thousand. um that's a thing that exists what else is out there uh i i don't know how much we will talk about it if anything uh but sag aftra has voted to strike the reason why that is uh a topic within our space is influencers are where movie studios are going to come to. Um, we're the people that they're going to come to and, and pay to promote TV, movies, whatever, in the future as the strike is going on. Um, and so I've seen a lot of conversation around that on Twitter of like, if you take these deals, if you promote these films on your stream, like you're crossing the fucking picket line and you're ruining any chances in the future to join this potential SAG after if that is anything that you desire. Um, and so Hold it's kind up. of an interesting thing. They just cast me as the returning Iron Man in the next Marvel movie. Is that a problem? I, it's a big problem, Co. You can't do it. You can't do it. shooting on Monday, man. I know. You can't. You got to not go. You got to talk to your, your SAG uh, uh, person. Okay. Can't be there. Fine. Can't be there. It's over. It's over. Uh, but those deals do come through. Uh, like, we, I think you can joke about it pretty easily, but those... Strippin did a thing last week for Mission Impossible. 
Like he was promoting oh. Mission Impossible for Twitch UK. Uh, well, now, hold on. Real talk, though. Uh, Elias Defexus, who is, as many would know, is, is, is Voice actor, Adam yeah. Jensen from Deus Ex and many others. He has been very public about the fact that, like, game stuff and things of that nature aren't related. Um, like, like people being in games and such. Does that not, you think that include like gamers representing that stuff or? I think it that... does. Yeah. I think it, I'm, it depends what the goal is of the streamer, I guess. Cause mm, okay. and, we're not and, actually in, we're not producing any of the content, but you are stuff. promoting it. And that's the SAG actors are not allowed to do any promotional work when the strike is going on for any films For any film, any Even if they're film, already released. Yes. Nothing. They cannot appear on any sort of promotional content. Oh, damn. Um, okay. There's a full list of all that stuff. I thought it was there. only like in production stuff or future stuff. I didn't realize it was like any stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Any stuff, which okay. is why content creators are going to be the next thing that yeah. studios go to. Um, yeah. Like uh, to, to, to chat's uh, point. That's the reason why content creators, because most content creators are not a part of SAG after. Right. And, and for the, those asking, screen actors guild. Yeah. Yeah. Those asking, yes, SAG-AFTRA is the is the actors guild. Screen actors. Uh, it's guild, the yeah. actors screen actors guild. It is the union here in the U.S. Unquote. Yes, in the U.S. It's yeah. got about yeah. one hundred sixty thousand right members. Right now, it's a huge deal because they just went on strike, and the writers who have been on strike already this is the first time in like sixty years they've both been on strike at the same time. Yep. And the TLDR is they're all on strike because the head honchos. And this is as as baseline as it gets. The head honchos at the companies that own this content are basically trying to, in their words, screw them out of streaming rights for stuff. So they get like a very fractional, tiny piece of the pie of streaming rights. There's also a whole bunch of tomfoolery with AI and the God, that AI shit is of themselves. Wild. It's, it's, it's a mess. So as one, as one um, of the SAG after leaders have said, you know, they're in these negotiations and what, what these negotiations have essentially are akin to is them rearranging furniture on the Titanic while it's sinking. Where it's like they're, you know, these the people on the other side that are negotiating with SAG after are are like trying to nickel and dime them when the issue is the whole shebang. Yeah. <laughs> so they got pissed and they and they left the table, um, understandably. And the writers who could have, have called. Been, yeah. Who could have called that that the that the AI that the AI future that most like like you know these apocalyptic like Terminator shows was going to happen? Like you know Skynet yeah. becoming like sentient and shit like that it wouldn't come in the form of like killer robots but of you know weird celebrities eating spaghetti oh like you want to hear something wild that's, that's how that's how we get destroyed yeah um i actually <laughs> tweeted about this uh yesterday i was on tiktok just messing around uh-huh a literal shameless ai version of the rock with his voice oh, promoting yeah? a head shaving thing as an official tiktok ad like you could you it was literally a picture of him wow. with just the mouth and it was a totally not even his, but sort of close voice. And literally, I, hey, I'm the Rock. Blah 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 blah. And it was an official TikTok ad selling a head shaving uh, shaver. Am I? I think I saw. And this is, we'll have to move quick just because of the nature of the. I think I saw Ron DeSantis had an AI ad at a gas station, where he was talking about voting. Yeah, but the or difference was he like, made it. Yeah, he made it, but still, like yeah. it's it's like what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, what the f- yeah, it's wild. Mm. It's yeah, he so apparently weird. had that up, and then he and then they took it down because then like people were like, "What in the actual hell?" <laughs> yeah, is this? what is this shit? Like, what are you doing? Absolutely um, wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyway, and just to, just as a word to everybody out there, if you hadn't like, if you haven't mistrusted like 
everything that you see on the screen that's not absolutely prov- provably live. Now it now 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 we just question everything. Like nothing yep. is real until it's proven to be oh, real. And at this sure. that that need honestly, I hate to say it, that needs to become the new norm. Yeah. Anything you see in recorded media, you have to take it with a grain of salt. The Absolutely. more shocking it is, the more you have to say this might not be real. Like anytime you hear a main name say something, anytime something huge comes out, like you just gotta question reality. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean I've been in AI this entire show. No one's better than I. Not at all. Not at all. What else is there in gaming? Uh Final Fantasy franchise announced they've sold 180 million units worldwide. That's not just of 16. That's the entire franchise. Still a staggering number. Um, alongside uh, game sales, Dave the Diver passed 1 million players. Woo! Get him, Dave! About five days ago. Yeah. Congrats to that. Such team. a great success story. Uh, and then what else? Not not too much else. EA's doing a uh, Mar- uh, Black Panther game. That's that was like a weird announcement that came out. Um, in terms of, I think they also launched a new studio alongside that announcement, uh, or announced that they were launching a new studio. Um, do you guys want to talk about this Xbox voice reporting feature? Have you heard about that? Where uh, Xbox sounds interesting. Xbox has launched a new voice reporting feature. Uh, The headline was empowering players with the option to capture and report inappropriate in-game voice chats. And so the idea immediately comes into play of like, well, what about like two-party states? How does this factor into that? I think their answer is like, well, it's in our EULA. So when you agree to our EULA, you potentially say that it doesn't matter, but then can that be held up in court? I don't know. But essentially, this is whole this whole thing is basically them trying to say like, you can't be a prick anymore on our platform, and we're gonna make sure that if you are being a, a jackass over voice, you're gonna be reported. Uh, you're gonna be potentially banned. That, so, they better make that as black and white as possible if they're gonna actually try something like that. Like yeah. a list of banned words, a list like, <laughs> if you're mean to somebody and they say they don't like it, you better stop. Yeah, like, I mean, there's got to they're, they got to make that, and also, I mean, friend like banter between friends. Like sometimes that can get real aggressive. Yeah, it's you know? uh, it, it'll yeah, be a weird, man. a tough thing. Um, says Xbox players reporting and evidence capabilities now cover all content, including text, image, video, voice. Uh, further supporting player safety. Uh, players who witness or experience inappropriate verbal behavior can quote capture now, report later, minimizing impact to their game. So it doesn't even have to be immediate. You can just like say, "Oh yeah, I want to report that later," but I don't want to. I don't want to stop playing this round so my team loses. Type deal. But I want um, to try to extort them out of some money first because they know they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna report you, bro. I'm gonna report you. <laughs> I got don't... that on video, bro. I got that on video. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that, bro. You better vend me. We get you banned. Me. Yeah. Uh, do they talk about like? Oh, it, it does say <clears throat> how it works down here at the bottom. Uh, so many 10 year olds are going to get arrested. Okay. I don't think anyone's getting well, arrested. No one's getting arrested. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like Phil's sitting there in a car outside the house. Guys, we got him. Go in. We got recording. Go, 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 go. What you going to do when they come for you? Cod boys, cod boys. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, players have full control. You choose what to capture a report or features design. Uh, last 60 seconds of, I know, play. right? 
Sir, we have visual com confirmation that you were teabagging this gentleman on August 14th at 7.30 a.m. <laughs> How do you uh, plead? It doesn't really, like, get into the specifics. Is this live already? I don't know if it's live. Chad, is this live? Can you, Has anyone in chat gone through the process? Because obviously, is it, is it out yet? <clears throat> that's, that's what I'm curious of. Obviously, this immediately goes to what Ko was saying, like, you could use this as a harassment tool in itself to just report someone um it's available for xbox insiders which is like one of those things you just opt in for um i guess we'll see what happens right like if people do start using this as uh like bad faith i'm sure it'll be all over social media um someone in my chat says you can report the report <laughs> yeah but can you report the reports report i don't know Makes you think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, starting this week, the alpha is opt-in, so who knows how long that happens. Got it. Okay. Well, we'll see. That is uh, your... Uh, does Riot have something? I, I want to say, like, Valorant has something. Rainbow Six? Somebody said Overwatch does. Oh, Overwatch. Overwatch was the company... Uh, Blizzard was the company that started this, I think. Started this process. Mm. I wonder if there was already, like, data sharing between blizzard and microsoft on this whole process oh that's kind of black mirroring man. yeah like if all, you get banned in one game you're banned from just gaming from gaming in general <laughs> oh god what if they make Your that steam all account like, gets banned they yeah. partner with steam and stuff like oh god Ooh. yeah good good you really need to you're right they really need to black and white those rules because people some people need to know like i know like you know i, I don't use any racist or homophobic terms but I use some vulgar shit, and I hope that's not... Is that in on the list? I don't what know. if somebody's just yelling and leaves their mic on? <laughs> I don't like, know if, yeah, I don't know if that's support. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like what, we the... should do, what we should do is we should just track all this and make like some kind of group score. We could call it like social credit score. <laughs> and like... No? A social I'm, credit score. I'm on... Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, I'm, yeah. Okay. And then all we would get is ads for social credit checks. Like, you can Ooh. check your social credit for free on this Have you site. checked with the big three of your social credit lately? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. You never know. Could happen. Could happen. Uh, Evo has announced their full registration for this year. The numbers are absolutely insane. Uh, 7,000 for Street Fighter. Uh, 2400 for strive it kind of goes down from there um i think this is the it is an 81.1 or 0.8 percent increase from 2022's uh entrance they had 5,000 entrance last year this year it's 9200 ish wow so wow that's wild um also that king of fighters 15 standing at number six at 666 that's yeah that's awesome that's, that's, great. that's great that's great <laughs> yeah it's really good it's really good they've got full stats up if you want to go read all that uh good luck to anyone entering into street fighter you got to beat seven thousand other players to get that to get that win we'll be fine yeah yeah whoever that is is gonna need some caffeine and some luck <laughs> And whatever the best meta, I guess you got to play multiple. I don't, I don't even know how to, don't even know. That's wild. Um, anything else you guys have for news? Baldur's Gate still kind of on the big, uh, 
marketing spree. Uh, that stuff's oh, yeah. all over the place. Uh, we'll have Sven on next week to talk to him. <clears throat> uh, probably for about an hour. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much locked awesome. in. Um, everything but a confirmation tweet at this point. But it should should still be happening. I think that's it. We could talk about games here for the last hour. Um, I'll keep scrolling for just a little bit. Co, did you play Exoprimal? I think I saw you were playing. I that. did. Yeah, I did a, a that's the big game. Two hour re- sponsor stream. Played a little bit after it. Big game release of the week, I guess. Right, like uh, uh, Jagged Alliance. Not for me. Yeah, Jagged Alliance. Jagged Alliance is definitely mine. Yeah. yeah, but um, it yeah, I'd say it's it's been it's been it's been pretty cool. I mean, Exoprimal, a, unfortunately. Yeah. Exoprime reminds me kind of like of Anthem. And what it reminds me of Anthem is it's fun to play. Like if you're just playing the game, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of fun. Like sure. You're, but, but everything else is a little, everything else has, has um, little issues here and there. So like I did have fun playing Exoprimal like I did. It ta- it's this kind of interesting take on PVEVP. Uh, that stuff's kind of cool. But then everything else is a little bit weird. The graphics are fine. The music was completely forgettable. Yeah. The story is like all over the place, man. It's all it's... over the place. Um, the characters were mostly forgettable. Um, the the progression and the customization was unfortunately a lot less than I thought. Like there's no type of item system. There's just like these six modules you can play with. Um, there's not really a lot there in terms of progression at all, which was one of the reasons, the biggest reason I was kind of like, uh, not really going to be wanting to do this long term. Um, the, the PVPVE felt okay. It, 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 the little time I played it, it was a little, um, uh, repetitive. I guess yeah. you could say like, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to change too much. It was fun, but it's not really gonna, you know, so evolve, so to speak. How long, um, it was three ish hours is what you played. Is that what you said? I think like a two and a half, three hours. In those, like that. Yeah. in that time, did you unlock the second game mode or whatever? Because I played for five or six hours and I didn't. When we stopped playing, I played. I was playing with Strippin and some other friends. Strippin said we were one mission away from that unlocking, and that like the game opens up. There's eleven total game oh. modes in this game. Eleven? Yeah. And I and I never. I played for the first day for four or five hours. And I never saw those game modes. I never Wait, saw. Now, them at when all. you say when you say game modes, you mean like like, like different things are PB, happening PB, in PB game. E? Uh, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. they're all they're all kind of that. But like uh, like different versions of monsters are jumping in. Different like uh, uh, objectives are happening in the game where you're okay, carrying got, around I like a massive hammer cube. Yeah. yeah, I got the push got the cube mission, right and I got the I got this one, and then I got the capture the point one. Yeah. Um, so there's raid bosses it. that are ten person raid bosses. I never I saw that in my five. I feel like they need to go back and and retool the amount of like uh, yeah. game to unlock all that stuff. Because uh, you, you mentioned the story, like it's so unbelievably forgettable. Stories. It's it's and that and, and I'm I'm not a fan of the dimensional stuff and like it's just it was just. It seemed like a lot. It seemed like the story was trying to jam in like so many different kind of like tropey things. And just, it just was kind of, kind of lost a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Felt unfocused. Yeah. It, uh, let me, I, I can pull up strip and thought so we could see. Cause like, this was my gameplay. Were you playing the DPS? I played purely uh, healer. Yeah. So this I played, was it. I played a little bit of healer and then I played mostly the melee DPS. And then I played the, uh, mid range DPS a little bit. Okay. Yeah. It, 
I never, I never like interacted with that stuff. So mine was healer is, I, I think in like the meta of the game, you don't even want to heal unless there's PVP happening. I feel like you just want to run like four or five yeah. DPS or, or four DPS, one tank. Uh, I will say I liked the ability to switch your class whenever you wanted. Mid mission. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was kind of cool. Just drop in, drop out kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Let me, uh, here we go. So Strippin's fighting some other stuff here somewhere in this VOD. So we can kind of see what the, the gameplay event. It's also like another, another turnoff for me was the fact that it's a, it's another Diablo four in terms of monetization. Like you can, there's DLC, there's a battle pass. There's a, there, there's just lots and lots and lots of ways to spend money on your $60 game. Yeah. Um, There's a, there's a day one buy the frames thing, pay to skip. Like they just, so many different ways to give them money or have content locked behind even more money after you spent your 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would, I mean, this is a little bit more bare bones, uh, than Diablo. Like Diablo's got the full story to go through. This has like played X. I think it even has a counter on the main screen to the next story cutscene. So like play five more games and you'll get the next cutscene. Play six more games after that, you'll get the next cutscene. It's 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 kind of weird. It this is a stre- the entire time I kept playing it, I was just saying, man, this is a weird game. I it, this is a bizarre game. Um, it it feels like someone at Capcom was like, we need a game as a service, and people like dinosaurs and mechs. So why don't why don't we have you fight those? And that's our game <laughs> as a service. And like that's yeah, it, what we got. Felt- the, the game felt like the, the whole premise was ridiculous and it was going to spend an entire game trying to justify why your robot's fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. Time travel. And multiple dimensions. Oh, oh right. And multiple dimensions with less than interesting characters. <laughs> Did you get the cutscene where the guy grabs his crotch uh, or whatever? Did you get that far? Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, you, that was probably one of the better cutscenes. He. He Man. says something and then grabs his crotch and, and like motions towards the other players or the other characters Maybe. in the cutscenes. It's odd. I did have one guy make a masturbation joke. That was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Great. That happens at the beginning. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think you can kind of culminate everything that me and co said with this is on game pass. So if you have mm-hmm. game pass, you can check the game out. Uh, and that's maybe the best part about it is if, you're interested in some cool looking mechs fighting some cool looking dinosaurs and a little bit of PVP. It's on game pass. Go and grab it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to return to it. Stripping, I think has put like 15 ish hours into it. I know a really? lot of people that have put a ton of time into it. Um, still enjoying it. Yeah. Cause those game modes start to open up. Um, things start to get added to it. So it's a little bit more than just the same mission that I played for four hours straight. Where you just kind of sit there, kill dinosaurs, fight the other enemy for a little bit, and then it ends, and you win or lose, and then you can kind of like upgrade your mech a little bit, a very tiny amount. Um, we'll see what happens when they add to this, right? Like games of service, they obviously add stuff. This has a seasonal battle pass, which Co already mentioned. What does this look like? Does this game even exist in six months to a year? I don't know, right? Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see what I mean, if it, type of resources if, they put to it. If this says anything, um, I played it for three and a half hours and I, I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, you played some of it as well. Yeah. I played it during the open beta. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Uh, not, I mean, what you're seeing right now is kind of the combat. Uh, there's not too many crazy combos. You got a little bit of abilities, and it's yeah, kind of I will okay. Say the, the gameplay was fun. Like I, I had no issues with the gameplay itself. I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's Exo Primal, short and sweet. I, I don't know if there's anything else to uh, to be said about it. The game's really just not that deep until you play it for a long time. Uh, it's very topical, I guess, uh, in, in that sense, in terms of what's in there. Uh, I do want to talk Jagged Alliance before we do that, though. Zeke, you want to talk some uh, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver? You bet. Um, so uh, one of my one of my uh, uh, hundred month subs requested that uh, for their game I would play Soul Reaver two, and I was like, wait a minute, what is that? The next one in the order, and it turns out it wasn't <laughs> because you know the naming of the Legacy of Kane games is very weird. It yes. goes Blood Omen, colon, the Legacy of Cain. Then the next game is the Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver. And then the next game kind of drops Soul or, or Legacy of Cain altogether and just says Soul Reaver 2. And then it goes back to fucking Blood Omen again, which is great. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know like the order of things. Um, so I found out that there is indeed a game in between Blood Omen, which I played. Uh, I think I played that. Was he, I think it was during Seed Ramathon or something. But. Um, uh maybe not i don't know but i played it and then uh i wanted to play this one before i did soul reaver 2 so i fired this one up and uh it does not work on pc very well at all so you have to do a lot of uh finagling uh i i um, i was very very close of just to just buying it on dreamcast um it's it's not like super spendy as far as you know the cartridge uh, uh, yeah, getting the getting the vintage or vintage whatever called a uh, uh, CD about it or CD on, with it on it, but original. Someone was kind enough because it's not on Steam anymore because of the whole like ownership kerfuffle that's happening right now. Um, it's not on Steam. It's not on GOG. It's like it's been taken off all of the digital platforms. However, I was able to find um, a uh, what I was told, and you know, a. I don't know if it is or not, but a, a legit key reseller, uh, Steam key reseller, yeah. um, that had the bundle. So I got that, and I got the, all the games. I got all the games. And still, like that wasn't the end of my, my troubles, because it doesn't fucking work. It is a bad port that you absolutely, like, it crashes, and it, oh. it's just terrible. So you need, like, a patch for it, or some workarounds, and yada, yada, yada. So once I got uh, the patch working and all that kind of stuff, it ended up, like, it, it's working, worked great. And then I was able to start playing it, and it's actually a really fantastically fun game that uh, you... <laughs> it's one of those games that you look back on with rose-colored glasses, I'm sure, uh, because that's what we had back in the day. It was, like, very good for back in the day. And then you play it now, and you're like, man, I could really use a fucking map. Like, <laughs> this game is confusing. Uh, as far as, like, I got lost a lot, and you end up retracing steps, and they... They, for some reason, have just, like, abnormally long hallways just in between, like, sections of fighting and shit. It's crazy. Uh, and it, it's, it seems completely unnecessary. But if you go the wrong way, it takes a goddamn long time to get back the other way. Outside of that, though, the game is actually really fun. Um, the voice acting in it is, you know, phenomenal. It has, you know, all of, the, all of our favorites. One of my personal favorites, Tony J. 
um, who was uh, who I know as the voice of Frollo from um, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm. but he's done tons of of uh, voice acting work. He's got this just this really unique voice, and it's just really amazing to hear him like narrate and uh, you know R.I.P. of course. Um, but uh, the gameplay is 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 great, except for the it's, it has this weird thing <laughs> and. I was like, oh, it's got to be because I have it on, you know, I've checked the 60 FPS box, which is one, one of the things the patch, excuse me, the patch could do is take it from 30 to 60. So I took it back down to 30 and I'm like, nope, it didn't help. Running on the ground and fighting things while your feet are both planted, totally fine. If you want to jump for some fucking reason, the jump function shoots up your controllability of the character like three times speed. So you're like running at a, like a normal pace and then you jump up and you're like, and you're like turning around oh, it's like got air control. So fucking fast. It is insane. And it just makes, cause it's, there's a lot of fucking platforming in the game and it just makes it difficult for no reason other than it is, it is just too fast to control. It is so like, it's like you've ever, ever had your mouse API to, or what? not API. Is it API? Acceleration. Too high? Yeah, your mouse acceleration too high. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, shit. Okay, you got to turn that down. That's exactly what it was like playing with this. Like Our the DPI acceleration. Is what you meant to say. Sorry. DPI. Thank you. Thank you. Um, sorry, Barry. The API just, you put it in my fucking head. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the DPI, when you, when you leave the ground, is so fucking high. It just makes every platforming section just a fucking nightmare to navigate. Um, you know, and I keep saying these these bad things about like, but other than that, like as a whole, the game is very fun. Like I played it for three days, so I was having a good time. Um, but there's just these old game things that you just have to fucking deal with because old game. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to uh, Soul Reaver Two when it when the, when its time comes around. Um, I, I I will say like at the end of the game, it it's one of those games that just like. It just sort of ends. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like you get to the final thing and it's just like, here's this, here's this cutscene and credits. You're like, what the fuck? And <laughs> come to find out, like, this game had lots of shit planned, and they just like cut it into two games, or you know, they've ran out of funding or something. Yeah, this so game like, had a lot of yeah. weird development issues around it. All I yeah. think the whole franchise did. Um Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say like that the IP has been kind of lost or sold so many times. Like I don't, I don't know who owns this anymore. Uh, yeah, because it's it's uh, all. That's of kind place. of the whole like yeah. That's kind of the whole deal. Like, but um 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 uh, Crystal Dynamic, right? Yeah. So I guess Embracer owns it. Yeah, because they bought yep. Crystal oh, Dynamics. Lord. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now you see that the next legacy of Kane was in production. That's one of the things they shut down when they lost their two billion dollar deal. Really? That that was in that no. announcement as well? No. Oh, okay. Nope. I thought I thought you were serious for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> they could still that be. That would have been so bad. Yeah. What they do. Yeah. But there's another reason. I I mean I I played this in order to uh you know follow the the game order, game release order for the hundred month, but also so you guys can get a remake. Yeah, yeah, you're on a run. All the fans. We talked yep. about that. Yeah, you're on a run right now. 
Gex. So when it comes out, it's announced next year. You're welcome. It makes sense. <laughs> People do love this franchise. Um, I. What is what is this? So walk me through the story of Blood Reaver to this. Kane, no. Kane, no, that's probably the correct answer because it is convoluted as shit, right? Like Kane nope. is the Lord Vampire or whatever, and like now you're playing Raziel or something. Like, is that is that right? I guess no, I, I I had to ask. I did a little Wikipedia recap. Um, so uh, Kane Kane used to be human. He became a vampire. He became Lord of all kinds of shit, like yeah. super powerful, and um. He reigned over uh uh God, what's the name of the land again? I can't remember the name of the land. The the, the land. Let's just go with that. Domain. And uh Nosgoth, thank you. He ruled over oh. Nosgoth. Uh and uh Oh, I missed uh, that game. <laughs> yeah. Over a land of um of just terribleness and chaos. And he ended up creating like a whole bunch of things. And uh one of the things that he created uh is Raziel. And Raziel actually evolved past like he became too powerful and Cain felt threatened, uh, I think is the story. And Cain cast him down. Um, and this is, this is Cain's story, or excuse me, this is Raziel's story of getting back uh, to Cain and, and making him, you know, account, taking, taking him to task for all the shit that he's done to him and maybe what he's done to the world of Nazgoth. Mm. Sounds good. That sounds... Sure. <laughs> I'll take what you're saying as truth, Zeke. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, until you find the the Kane's oh. real reason for betraying Raziel and Soul Reaver too, which dun dun dun. Stay tuned for more. I guess. We will find out in Soul Reaver too. Fantastic. That's Legacy of Kane. Wow. <laughs> uh, when he, are you playing that soon, Zeke? Is that when that playthrough starts soon? TM. No, I mean I don't know. Okay. I, I really don't, I like, <laughs> there's a command on my channel that says plans and it just shows me laughing face um, because I plan <laughs> one game, one game ahead of time. And that's usually all you can really count on. So I know what I'm playing next, but after that, <laughs> got it. Understood. Yeah. Uh, I like my answer. Yeah. Code Jagged Alliance three. Yeah. Can I show any VOD? Like, what? Sure. There's know. not really a lot to spoil in that game. I don't know what the structure is of this game apart from it being. It's not XCOM like at all, right? <laughs> Maybe in like uh, how it I appears. Mean, the, and combat, that's it. the combat is a little bit. It's it's kind of like a, if you were to take a CRPG and XCOM, XCOM on one side, CRPG on the other, and then this is kind of like in the middle. So there's okay. lots of loot, there's lots of customization. Um, there's lots of tactics, huge amount of tactics. There are, are lots of different ways to approach many different, um, challenges. And, uh, overall it's pretty freaking fun. It's, it's funny. It's fully voice acted. And, um, I've been having a great time with it. In fact, I got about, I want to say maybe 10 ish hours in it and then decided I wanted to restart in the higher difficulty because of how much I learned. Um, the game is big. There are a lot of little nuances to it. Uh, there's a whole meta aspect of like traveling around a map and capturing areas and fortifying them. You know, you got to manage your equipment. You got to manage your skills. Um, you got to scout areas out. There's a huge amount of randomness in terms of the loot you get and where you get it. Uh, it's, it's just a super, super fun tactics game. And uh, I, if, if you are at all a tactics fan, I strongly recommend checking it out. It is, it is a lot of fun. 
So you said you restarted. Are you playing on the hardest or a harder difficulty? I'm playing on a harder difficulty. I'm playing oh. on commando. There isn't like a, a, a you know like an impossible mode. Um, but is I that do just not like know no resets or anything. Like like, yeah, the the hardest mode in this game is clearly for people that like know exactly how everything works and have probably beaten it already, or at least at least are much more patient and thoughtful than I am. Um, even the mode I'm on now is not only difficult, but it's like, if you make one wrong move or you don't understand how a mechanic works, like you can run out of money and then lose your mercs and it's just a, a whole thing. So yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's super cool. Characters in this game, they're random, correct? Like how do you choose no, them? No. So the way that it works is there are different tiers of mercs and each merc page has, uh, like I think 10 to 15 mercs. Uh, mercs all have predefined skills and in some cases unique passives or passive skills and um, you hire them now not all mercs are available all the time so that's there's a little bit of rng oh, to it, especially okay. when you first start your game um, they also cost more per month uh or per excuse me per week or however long you hire them for you can actually hire them for longer amounts of time and get benefits and stuff like that but um your your, your team is essentially chosen by you and then you get one merc that is your person. So you get to like customize a, a person and that person doesn't cost anything. And it's kind of you. So my, my guy co is like a super sharpshooter. That's like a good leader, but he sucks at everything else. So I made sure the rest of my team has, has that as well. It's also important to mention that every single Merc is fully voice acted and has their own lines and dialogue and, 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 uh, opinions on things and everything. Huh. Some Mercs won't work with other Mercs. I heard kind of interesting. I, I joined the stream for 30 seconds yesterday and I heard the, uh, Arnold guy. No, it, it was a comment about the uh, ongoing conflict uh, in Europe. <laughs> but, oh, that was probably the Arnold. That guy. was Arnold guy. Okay, yeah, yeah that was the like Arnold this. Guy. This guy must be Ukrainian and not Russian. Yeah, that's was. he has a line. He has a line where uh, where if 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 a lady in the team yes does really well, then especially specifically he'll make a comment about that, and then if it's a lady and also the specific one. Then he makes a comment about that. So there's lots of 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 interactive cool. dialogues. Nuance. Yeah, there's tons and tons of like little little interactive dialogues that happen all the time. So it's uh, he's also Polish, so you know it's it's there's there's a, a lot in it for sure. Yeah. So this is the I, you do go out of combat then. You're in this is oh, like there's the, a whole meta game. Yeah. So okay. there's this whole world map that you move your squads around, and you can also send them on operations. You can fortify positions with NPCs. And there's like a constant fight and war going on in the region. So you ah. like, for instance, if you look to the right on this screen, there's that, there's that outpost there. Well, the outpost doesn't have a dock. The shields above it are things you can do in the regions and the other areas to reduce the effectiveness of the outpost. Once you take that outpost, the main landmass on the far right there will start sending contingents to try to take it back, but they have to go through the port on that island. So you can actually spend time in operations training up NPCs which will then either fight with you or if you're not there, fight for you and like defend that island from, from the, uh, the, the other guys trying to take it back from you. So there's also diamond mines you have to fortify. There's apparently oil stuff later on. Um, there's this whole faction system with nearby cities where you can like do missions and do things for them to get their faction up, which makes the mines more profitable, etc. Like there's, there's a huge amount of interesting involved mechanics in this game. Every square you see is its own map full of its own loot. In some cases, there's no enemies. Oh. You can just move into them and then go into the tactical view and like run around and maybe you'll get a quest or maybe you'll find some random stuff or maybe there'll be some new NPC to talk to. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot to it. You said loot. Like, are we talking like a purple legendary or just like a better rifle? Nope. Like 
better better types of guns. There's a ton ton of different types of weapons. The weapons have different conditions. Then you ah, can also okay. customize each weapon. I mean, some weapons in some cases have like six to eight slots, and then each of those slots will have like five to five to you know anywhere from between actually like two and eight options depending. And all of those things like can completely change the efficacy of the weapon. Um, so it's it, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to the customization and and you know stacking things that making your team so they work well in different areas and in different encounters and you know yeah. the, whole, the whole tactics element is fun as well cool zeke you're gonna jump in i just looked up the wikipedia page and i had no fucking clue <laughs> like there are 14 of these jagged alliance games like in different some like, of them are bad is, too, right third this yeah. is jagged alliance three this is the the third actual game the first two were made like way back in the day and then I think there was a bunch of weird spin-offs. spinoffs. Yeah. And then this is like, well, the, yeah, no, this is the next like main one. Yeah. Well, I figured, I mean, you know, it being three, uh, but mm. just to run it down, Jagged Alliance, Jagged Alliance, Deadly Games, Jagged Alliance 2, uh, JA2, Unfinished Business, JA2, Gold Pack, JA2, Wildfire, Jagged Alliance DS, Online, Back in Action, Crossfire, Flashback, Reloaded, Rage, Jagged Alliance 3. <laughs> there you are go. Those, are those all the same like developers for like, how do they, I don't believe so. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I right. Have no idea. Yeah. All since two have sucked. Yeah. I've heard that it, the, the IP was not in a good spot and this, I think this was probably one on. of its last gasps. Okay. <laughs> so if this didn't work out, probably never going to see it again. seems like it is. At least if I'm looking at like Twitch director, I've seen a massive amount of streamers playing this. Oh, it's, and it's also highly, it's critically, uh, it's it's doing well. It's doing yeah. well. I think the major issue with it is performance. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was actually mixed on Steam last time. Chat mentioned. Let me Ooh. see here. Oh no, now it's very positive. Okay, okay. it's very positive. But uh, they there were having they were having some 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 people um, some people have said that they don't like some of the way the new mechanics work. Okay. Um, and there are some things that they changed from like the older ones that some people don't like as well. So you know, little little stuff here and there. Cool. Uh, how's the, you restarted on the higher difficulties that you're happy with that. You're not going to restart again. Yeah, I don't think so. I, okay. it is definitely more difficult to, I've, I've, I'm safe scumming frequently and I've already <laughs> raged a few times. So I think it's, nice. I think it's fine where it is right now. That's good. Yeah. For There's a also a hardcore mode that I'm not using. There's also a forgiving mode. If you want to have just like a, a much more forgiving experience. Um, so huh. yeah, overall it seems, it seems pretty great. Is this a $60 game full price or is it? I don't think it's 60 uh it is currently 45 okay 45 without any sales yeah do you have any idea how long a quote-unquote full playthrough is no no clue okay i can tell you the map looks pretty big and at the speed i'm playing it i'm guessing at least if you go everywhere do everything i'm thinking at least 25 30 plus hours and that's probably kind of going pretty quick not bad not bad pc only yeah. uh not sure let me, I'll Google. Man, I didn't come prepared for class today, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Looks like uh, yeah. Windows only. Steam. Cool. I guess Steam only? Question mark? What happens if you go to their official website? Uh, it just says Windows. PC only chat saying. Thanks, okay. Uh, thanks, chat. What? No, I don't. Don't take my analytics or marketing. Just get all that out I'm of go- here. I'm gonna. <laughs> they're, go- they're trying. Uh mm-hmm. It just takes you to THQ Nordic's page. I don't know if it's Steam only. It probably is Steam only. Oh, Steam. You're and saying GOG can... as well. Oh, okay. They don't have that on there unless you, what happens when you click this? It just takes you to the, the THQ Nordic store. Did you get the collector's edition, Co? I don't think so. 
I just got whatever's 45 bucks on Steam. Actually, no, no. I was going to buy that, um, but then they actually gave me an early copy and uh, let me stream it an hour before the embargo was up. So I was actually nice. the first person in the world to stream it, which was kind of fun. Um, you yeah, missed out on uh, a heavy-duty yeah, tactical yeah. belt for your pants. They specifically say, for your pants. <laughs> why? Not for my auto-asphyxiation. Never mind. We're going to leave that alone. No, um, well, okay, on. that's good. That's good. Why do they... <laughs> Have to differentiate. It's for your pants. It's not for anything else but your pants. Sure. Yeah. You know. But you're pretty cool. Look at all that stuff. What is that? A belt for ants? Look at know. that. You, you, you get a that, case uh, too? You get 100 water and dust proof? What is, it? Wait, what is what? IP67? Is that like some. IP67. What is that? IP67. Oh, I, I got that with my I got that with my Dave case, I think. It represents Actually. one of the highest levels of protection offered by an IP rating. There you go. There you <laughs> go. I got I got one of those cases from Dave the Diver, I think, which is kind of good. Yeah, but did you get a when belt I for your pants? I don't think I got a belt for my pants. That is also a really tiny belt, Zeke, to it's jump sad. back to your comment. It is. Is this a belt for your pants? Yeah, tiny ant, tiny ant pants. Yeah, I'd wear that around my neck probably. What is this? What is the? I'm trying to see what. It's the, hot. 130 euros. Oh, it's. I already sold made out. the autoerotic asphyxiation joke. See, come on now. <laughs> I was trying to. I, I was trying to give you subtle signals here, Co. That maybe we are in the same chat rooms at, sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Same, for, same forum posts. <laughs> well, now it's. Are you breathless, Zeke? Four twenty. <laughs> on the info page not, god called out jesus says durable tactical belt for your trousers are pants and trousers, trousers. the same thing or is there a different like like what technically are trousers pants yeah it just depends on who you ask if you ask co yes or no but if you ask barry yes Trousers are pants. What are trousers? Tra okay, now I'm saying the word. I've heard. It's one of those things where you hear the word so many times, you can't say it anymore. Trousers. Stop it. Trousers. Stop saying the fucking word. Trousers. Ah! Trousers. <laughs> it's like those things you garden with. Wait, pants trousers. are underwear in the UK? No. That's what everyone in my chat's saying. Yeah. I didn't know that. Next, they're going to say petrol's gas. Yeah, they're weird over ridiculous. there. ridiculous. I don't think there. so, yeah. man. I don't think so. They are strange folks over there. Uh, Do not order biscuits and gravy over there. You will get something that you're not expecting. It's actually not too bad. I mean, cookies with gravy is... is... Yeah, I was going to say, not, not that bad. <laughs> Just close your eyes. It's probably still pretty tasty if you don't know any better, you know? Might be all right. That's what she's... <clears throat> That's weird. That's anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, what I'm, are you playing, Japers? I'm, I'm, I'm finishing sixteen. I'm. It's over. As soon as this show is done, I'm finishing the game today. It's in. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm. Are you doing sure you're not like going to get more side quests? I have two side quests left. Chad has informed me they are the final side quest, and then I have six hunts, and then I have an hour or two of main story and then i'm done are you like still like 
hundred percent invested. This is amazing. Awesome. Or are you like, yes, I'm ready to get to the end of this. Yes. But it's only because I've taken so fucking long to finish it that there's been like long enough breaks to where like, I go mm. back to the game and I'm like, Oh yeah, I read this game's great. I really like this game. I think had I had done that in, you know, stream to stream, to stream, to stream, back to back, to back, to back, I would definitely be like, guys, we're not doing the side quest. I'm, fi- I'm finishing the fucking game. I'm going to finish the game right now. Because, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. The patch definitely made it better. Uh, the no motion mm. blur is, uh, is fantastic. Um, that is awesome. uh, 100% my way to play the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I, can, I can see the conversation of uh, it gets a little bit long in the end. Um, the side quests are better in the end, much better than the ones in the beginning by uh, every uh, qualitative. You've probably already done them at my at, at this point, but um, one of the things I say in my thoughts video is I'm very surprised that some main story content made it into the main story when there are side quests that didn't, which in some cases like give you like fundamental, like you need to know this stuff before the end. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, that was an interesting decision. Yeah. I, I've, I, I'm a broken fucking record at this point. It is final fantasy 14 storytelling through and through like those side quests exist in 14. There are, there are side quests that explain like large swaths of world history that you would expect to be critical to a main story. And it's just a random green quest that like has no indication that it's, you know, that important. Um, I, I think that if, the, if there is one thing I will say that's like quote unquote bad about the game is that it's, you can tell it's made from the final fantasy 14 people and people that have not played final fantasy 14 or have played final fantasy 14 and didn't like how storytelling is done. will immediately pick that up and be like, Oh, I don't, this is, this is not what I'm, this is, I, I want to go to the next main story, not, go and collect things in between these two massive set pieces. <laughs> I just want to go, 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 go. So, yep. yeah, they, they put in there. There is no question, a, a relatively large amount of filler. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, I'm, I'm finishing that up today. And then apart from that, uh, I built a Lego. I say I built a Lego. Let's say I started a Lego. I'm on step number 79 of 2,400. So, uh, what are you uh, building a star destroyer? <laughs> I'm building a 4,000 piece, uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man set, um, uh, alternative build. Ooh. I chat was like, you got to unbox. I have you guys built Legos at all? Like, are you okay? Yeah, back in the day, back in the day. Yeah. I've never, yeah, not forever. This is the biggest Lego I've ever built. Um, we have Legos in the house, but my wife and, and the stepdaughter have always <gasps> built them. Um, what you poured them all into one pile. You jumped ahead. You skipped ahead a couple chapters. So, <laughs> so sorry. I started for two hours and they were like, all right, JP, you need to separate them all. And like, you know, put them in color and put them in shape and size. And I'm two hours in and I'm on like a six by eight foot table, like a massive fucking table. And I'm like, guys, I'm running out. I don't have. I don't have enough room on this table and I don't have, I'm not going to go buy like a uh, table, (laughs) another table. I'm not going to go get like a hundred plastic cups from the store to put these things in. Cause then I've got a hundred plastic fucking cups for some, like 
I'm just going to start building it. About 30 minutes later, I've got 4,000 pieces in front of me on the table, uh, and I'm just building. You know, I'm just looking for literal needles in a haystack. <laughs> so I'm building it. Yeah. You, know. you, would, you, will, you would spend just as much time looking for pieces as actually putting them on. Yeah. Like, that's... yeah. So with, with talking to chat and with, uh, with building it and using the alternative build so that nothing make there's no order. It's just like, get this bag, this piece from bag 21 and this piece from bag seven and this piece from bag 74. It's like, nope, just find the piece. So I got to 79 to 2400. Uh, I'm going to be they, building when it for they, a while. When they package it, they, do they not separate it in the package? It's they do, but it's an alternative build. And so it's not an official build but it uses all the same pieces. So they don't go in the same order. It's, it's, it's an alternative community. Oh, is it like build. a different pose or something like, uh, it's, it looks completely different is what it is. I, oh, I, wow, can, okay. uh, I could, it looks completely you. different with the same pieces. Completely different is an unfair term. Um, okay. it looks different. It looks better in okay. my mind. Here is the, uh, uh, the left is what the fan made version is. And the right is the official version. Oh, wow. It looks a lot better. It looks so much fucking better. I agree. It looks a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't realize there's an entire marketplace for Lego alt builds. Like, this was 20 bucks to buy the uh, instructions. How does it look like the one on the left has more Legos on it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a better, it's a better build. Yeah. Um, I would honestly, like, I would say yes all the way up to the, the headpiece. Right here? I think the headpiece, yeah, the headpiece on the on the right one looks more correct to me because I remember it being like kind of inset, yeah, inset within, the within the movie. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's that's the thing that's now on the table. Uh, I I have no idea when that's going to get finished, but that how was tall the, is it? Yeah, how how what's the height on it? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Does it say here? I could probably Google like official Iron Man Hulkbuster one sec. I'll tell you how uh, tall it is. Uh, Lego store. It's 21 by 19 by 10 inches. Oh, wow. Okay. So pretty big. 4,049 pieces. Yeah. Large. Big enough that you can put a smaller Iron Man in the center of it, in the, in like the cockpit. There's like a oh wow. There's like another figure that you buy that's like this big, and it goes into the cockpit of of the Hulkbuster. Yeah. So that was uh, <laughs> someone so in your chat said it's one to one. I was like, you're <laughs> you're gonna need more pieces. I think I don't think they pieces. gave you the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got a finger. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that one to one. That's that's that was the first uh, Thon reward that we're we're doing. Um, and it's going to take a lot more. I, I was like, yeah, guys, I'll build in like a stream, maybe two. Man, that's going to take like 90 fucking hours to finish at my pace. <laughs> like, it's going to be a process. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, Zeke, I got I also, uh, I, I'm finishing Studio 2 out. That was kind of the goal for this week because Aaron's putting, uh, Aaron has claimed a corner of Studio 2. For Warhammer building. Warhammering. Yeah, she's uh, she's into the Warhammer. We got a desk that we're going to build and put in there and put up a little stream set up for it. Um, and so in doing that, I had to clean out the rest of the room. 
And that room was filled with uh, statue boxes of statues that I had purchased a year ago at this point. And I just never unboxed them. And one of them was a life-size Kratos bust. And it looks exactly like you. Like it's, <laughs> I just have a giant Kratos of it's you that that has it's it's a headphone stand uh, at this point. It's a giant headphone stand. That yeah, that actually sounds like headphones, wigs. You could put all kinds of stuff on that thing. Yeah, it uh, it's <clears throat> it looks like this. This is what it is. I don't have an actual image of it. It's fucking huge. Like it's it wow. It is my torso up. It would fill this space in the camera, and it weighs a lot. And I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it. I have no spots for it, but it exists. So that well, was my. So favorite. what are what are you going to be using the second studio for? Is that um, unboxings and stuff like that? Stuff? Oh, yeah, cool, cool. yeah, we'll do unboxings. Um, Lego, a Lego build for the next couple of hours, days, years. Cool. Uh, we'll see that, and then uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, after that, uh, I might do some like different interview shows from there. I, I don't know yet. It could be a podcasting room. This is there's the Kratos. There's it is actually in the room. See, it's way too big. It's sitting on a desk below me. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I'm used to seeing him. So like with the gray skin, that looks so much more. I think alive. that's the camera more than the, uh, than the actual. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't okay. dialed in the cameras 100% yet in there. I put I put a link in you guys' chat for uh, when I actually did the Kratos thing and for comparison if you want to see it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yes, chat, I too owe you a Lego build. Yep, I still need to... Oh, which one that. are you going to build? I hey, don't know. I got some pro tips. Don't pour it all out on the desk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's not... It's JP, not. I've done Legos before, <laughs> and I know that. Come on. <laughs> It's not a there good. It is, uh, yeah. It's not a good build. Do you have like a size requirement for the build? None at all. No, oh, I mean okay. it's it, whatever it is. Probably gonna be a stream, so, a cozy stream. I I will. I I want to say I've mentioned this. There's an app on your phone that you can get co called Bricket, and I Seems had like the last thing you'd want on your phone. I know it was a weird download. I was like, is this really for Legos? And Chad was like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's an app that you download. Uh, they have like a premium tier and all that stuff that you can buy. And you can put an entire, like I, I have all the pieces right on the desk and I flattened them out as much as I could. And I took my phone and I went as high as I could to take a photo of all of the pieces. It scanned every piece on that desk and then told me what I could build with the designs that are on this app. No kidding. So I bet oh, cool. you, if wow. I bet you, if you had someone go and make like a co-carnage Lego in this app, you could huh. buy just like straight up the color, the red Legos, put it on a desk and it could scan it and it would tell you that you have the right pieces to build it. That's actually pretty incredible for somebody that has a lot of Legos. It sounds incredibly fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was blown away to watch it in real time, like go through all the Legos on the table and scan it. It's yeah, someone like, in chat actually know it. The one that the the original in, thing that inspired the Lego build was the uh, the tall neck from Horizon. I think I actually have that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that came out yeah, recently. That might that might year. be kind of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. So that it, it, Lego is it, 
I didn't realize that it had advanced that far that it has AI scanning capabilities of actual Legos on a, a table. Um, but I like that. Yes, don't worry. I will not pour all the, the pieces on the table because I'm not a war criminal. That is, that is, yes. <laughs> that, good, there was all For what it's worth, chat got really active when I did that and it became a better stream because it wasn't me building Legos. It was chat playing Where's Waldo to find the Lego piece on the table. And then I, I like made the camera proper. So they'd be like, it's to the right. Someone said to get a grid to set up like an, uh, a through Z one through 10, whatever grid. And then they could just say where the grid is, where the piece is. not the worst idea. I might do something with that. It'd make it a lot easier on chat saying it's to the right. It's on the right side of your next to your hand. It's over there. No, it's on a 13. It would be a lot better. Anyways, that's what I've done. I've done Lego. I've done statue unboxing. And then we're finishing uh, Final Fantasy 16 today. And then I don't know what's next. I guess something. Kind of, there's not too many things out till the end of the month. And then it's like things are out from now till like October or something like that. Um, we'll see. People have already started their uh, their Baldur's Gate playthroughs. Co. Uh, learning the game. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Soda Poppin was playing it with uh, to a sizable audience. Oh, were right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people that I think are, are really excited for it. Um, but yeah, there a lot of folks have been doing the, um, the early access and the early access actually goes into the game. Oh, I thought so, they were wiping. I don't think so. I think they said the early access goes into the game. Oh, wait, wait, time out. Is that not right? Oh, they are going to wipe. Chad is saying they are wiping. Okay. They are wiping. Okay. That's weird. For some reason, I, th- I thought something went to the game, but I guess not. So they are wiping. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are just prepping for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, did you read that Eurogamer interview on that? Uh, there was a oh, very... Oh, then yeah. breaks down all the classes? I've not yet. Or, no, wait, no, I've, that I've was heard... that was a GameSpot uh, video. The Eurogamer interview Yeah, I need, I need to watch that. I might actually watch that tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I need to, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing a, a big, cause I haven't played, I played when it came out in early access and that's it. The first time it came out in early access. So I have not looked at almost anything yet. There were, I think there were entire classes that were missing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, apparently there's a, a lot of great info out at this point. So I'm planning on doing a big, um, go like go over every single class, every single subclass, every race. And then I'm going to pick what I'm going to play like at the end of that video. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, probably the next big thing. Uh, I'm Z- just going to do Human Fighter. Seems like easy, you know. I'm yeah? Probably Alex, okay doing that. Human Fighter? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, no specializing, no prestige. I'm I, just, just fighter. I've, I don't know if I've ever given you guys homework. You should try to read that Eurogamer interview. I'll put it in the uh, the Discord and prep oh, for next Thank week's uh, show. It's it's a little long, but uh, they, they do some interesting stuff. Did you know that there was like more divinity games that they canceled in order to make oh, yeah. this? I didn't know that. That they, they like, were like we pretty, knew of the they were pretty far there along. There was the multiplayer one that got axed. Like they they uh, actually I think another company was doing that one. Um I don't know of any outside There was of that, Divinity Fallen Heroes. Is that the one that you're saying got axed? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he straight up said that that's dead for good within that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also Soul for Frost Island, which was the code name, and that was a separate game based on Divinity uh, Original Sin Two. They got oh, quite far uh, in development. JP, do you have my chat open by any chance? Or if you no. if you don't, would you mind dropping the link in there? Sure. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people asking for it. 
Let me. Um. So I'm just gonna let you know, JP. If you're giving me homework, I'm going to skim it five minutes before we go live. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read it for sure. Yeah, I appreciate fine. it. Um, it's it's long, but it's good. Um, I think he also talked about how his love for Ultima Seven. Uh, mm. on this show or in other I did interviews. see that because I think uh, that it, it has now been on Twitter that like he's never actually met Richard Garriott yeah like, oh, that's yeah that's in the yeah. interview yeah yeah. yeah 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 so it's cool I'm looking forward to uh, to talking with him next week well uh, that'll get like 100% locked in I think Monday or Tuesday most likely uh, hold on just I, realized, I, gotta ask I just question, realized Cole. Twitch is misspelled in your welcome message <laughs> that's perfect yeah there's space What's up Oh, oh yes, uh, yeah. Does does JP get like a uh, the bot like saying something to him when he just type when he types in your channel? Uh, yes. What you can do is you earn tokens in my channel, and there's a token store, and you can buy a welcome message and have it be whatever you want. And I already see the gears turning in your filthy head. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Code.tv/slash tstore Zeke. Have fun with it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think I type. I type. You can also buy a command, so you can actually do exclamation point Ezekiel. Oh, and have it, and the bot will say whatever you want at that point. There you go. Yeah, that that message. I think that message. I typed that when you first launched that, like years back. I just haven't messed. I think with it was one of the first. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think so. I haven't messed with it since. Uh, we're not done with games, Zeke. I am very excited that one of us finally played this. Uh, decarnation, de- de- decarnation. How do you? What do we? What are you going with? Decarnation. Yes. Decarnation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this game's fucked up. How fucked up is it, Zeke? <laughs> I've, I've watched trailers for this. Ooh, um, this game is is uh, um, well, it's it's one of those uh, games that you, it's hard to call a game. Really, it's more um, it's more art art as game. Um, it's got a very like a very deep story. And uh, it's mostly about that. It's mostly about the story, the the dialogue being exchanged between people. Um, and it is heavy, man. It is. The subject matter is heavy. Yeah. Uh, it, it deals with issues of abuse, of issues of, like, uh, uh, kidnapping, um, confinement, like, stuff like that. And it is not, like, it does not, you know pull any punches it, it can it gets real dark um but i love that I, I mean i don't love necessarily the subject matter or the darkness of it i love that a game is doing that um that is not you know shying away from these these uh issues or um these emotions or feelings that are associated with that i'm i'm glad that there's games still you know pushing the envelope emotionally yeah um and that's that's it it, it deals with um the main character's relationship with her job, with her mother, uh, with her, she's a dancer. So with her, her fans, um, uh, and with, with getting older, uh, part of the, part of the premise of the game is she has been dancing at this, at this, uh, um, dance review place. It's like, it's not burlesque. It's like, it's like a a step tamer than burlesque. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's not tease, like kind of material, but it's just like you know, it's sexy ladies dancing. Um, like a go-go but there's dancer? no like, there's no, there's no like stripping or anything. It's actually <clears throat> yeah. like professional dancers, like go-go dancing. Um, but she's been doing it, <laughs> not really. Uh, it's not. I thought that's what a go-go dancer is. Is that not right? 
No, go-go dancers are usually like uh, stripped down to their bikinis in like sometimes in cages, and they're like dancing in like oh, like at a okay. club or something. Got it. Um, yeah, I cabaret, don't go to clubs. I don't you. dance. Sorry. <laughs> Facts about I, me. Yes. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is the term for it. She she works at a cabaret. That's what it is. Thank you. Got I it. couldn't put my put my brain on it, but she's been working there for for almost ten years, and the the shelf life of a dancer to be successful is is like athletes it's not a big window and she's getting older and she has to deal with that kind of emotion um that kind of you know life struggle of being a really great dancer but also age catches up with everybody and that kind of stuff um and there's a relationship with her with her boss she has a she has an actual like relationship that is you know having troubles as well and you deal with that shit all of this in this like half reality, half like dream slash nightmare scape. Yeah, that's because yeah. So but. is it is it like is that real or is that her perceiving her life? Like what is what? That's I, kind of the, the that's the point game? of the game. Okay, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. So if I if I like go into too much detail, got it. It's that's kind of the yeah, kind of the fun part is like, is this is this happening or is this not happening? It seems a little fantastic because they do mix it a little bit. Um, and there's there's a uh, a scene at the like, I'm just going to, I'm I wouldn't say spoil. It's at the very beginning of the game, yeah. but there is a scene at the beginning of the game where uh, she is talking to someone and bad news happens, and you see her face like the sprite's face like. It's just like, it's like an ooh, like, like, you know, like face. And then she's getting this bad news. She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you see her like walk into her apartment with this ooh face on like, <laughs> and close the door behind her. And she's alone now. And the, you just see the, the, her face just go <laughs> melt off and just splat on the floor because Please. it's a mask. And that was just a powerful image, man. And that the, this game is full of powerful images like that. So, yeah, uh, I would recommend it, but uh, just be aware it's not that much of a game. There is some like dancing rhythm, like press left, right, up, down, like a, a like timing game. Um, but as far as like actual gameplay, gameplay, not a lot. You go like go into it for the story and be prepared for shit to get dark. <laughs> but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think it's great. Cool. Um, do you know uh, it's yeah, uh, the usual questions I ask? <laughs> yep, fourteen ninety nine on Steam, but you can also, if you want to check it out, there's a demo. You can check oh. out the demo and see if it's your your type of stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Uh, and then how are you? It's decarnation, decarnation. What are, what are you going? I think with? it's D decarnation. Okay. Um, but it's probably pronounced decarnation because it is. <laughs> is it, it is translated. It takes place in Paris, and everything oh. is translated from French. It, the localization, the translation from French to English is very, very good. Um, but it, it takes place in Paris, and there's a lot of, you know, obviously, you know, French uh, references. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else you guys been playing? We've got about 10 minutes. We can throw some last-minute things here. Oh, oh, real quick, just shout-out to the Decarnation devs. Yeah. Two of them actually showed up. The nice. musician and the art director, uh, one of them actually showed up in the chat while I was playing, and they were really cool. 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I've played off stream more. I'm just playing Final Fantasy 14 off stream. Play a lot of Halls of Torment. Game's still great. That game's a great game's time awesome. waster. Yeah. Yep. Um. um uh, no, I ha- <laughs> I have that because I uh, on Indie Day I played uh yet another Zombie Survivors, which is a vampire survivors like a a, a auto shooter. Yeah, and people, uh, I, 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 it was really great. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm probably going to play it a little bit more on my off time because it's, there's not a lot to it yet because it's still in early access, so they're going to release more shit as it, as it goes. But people are like, "Have you played Halls of Torment?" And I'm like, "No, but I own it, <laughs> and it's installed." Co's talked about it why. on. I think Co, Co, and I have both talked about it on the show, so it might have been was. I, and Co, people said it's because you convinced me. Co must have been that. That was must probably have been like it, you yeah. convinced it's, me dude, to buy. It's great. You influenced yeah. me. If, and I, it's that is my job, Zeke. Yeah, in a lot of ways, Zeke. I, I was watching uh, Mathel, the the Path of Exile guy we've had on the show before, was playing yesterday, and he had a great comment in that the end game of um of that compared to Vampire Survivors is actually a lot better because in Vampire Survivors you just reach a state where you don't have to do anything, like you don't even move, you just stand there. In this game, at the higher levels, you still have to like micro and like the bosses demand that you actually like fight them instead of just you're so much of a god that you just kill everything. Um, Now that might happen at like the very, very end once you have every single upgrade, but in the like 10 or 15 hours that I've played, that's that's like I'm experiencing the same thing. Um, So it's not just becoming the object that doesn't have to move. So. It's cool. You should check it out. There's also a lot of classes as well. Um, I've been meaning to jump into, is it Brotato? Is that the other one? I think, yeah. yeah. Brotato is fun, but kind of like the, the thing about Brotato that kind of kills it for me is you're in a, like a super tiny arena that basically never changes. Yeah. So there's yeah. not, it that has made it so it's just not nearly as entertaining for me. I, was still, like, I mean, still fun. Lots, tons of progressions and different ways to progress and stuff like that. So Yeah. I was interested in the amount of uh, classes that are available in that game because there's like twenty or yeah. thirty uh, within. And there, oh like yeah, you unlock a lot of them. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cove, arc, what arcade paradise? What? Oh yeah, arcade paradise. This What's is a, a a simulator where you start by running a laundromat. It's one of those like uh, simulator games. Where you're having to pick stuff up and you know do things of laundry and stuff. But the, the big thing here is that you're working on building an arcade. So you buy arcade machines, you manage them. There's like mini quests you do. They're all, every arcade game is playable and you've got like little mini things to do in them. Um, you can get a jukebox later and the music's actually really good. Uh, it's it's just it's kind of like uh, Halls of Torment. It's just kind of like a fun time waster. Okay. All right. Uh, the original really microtransaction. Arcade games. Yeah, there you go. What, what kind of hip did to this, dude? Because this game came out last August. Did. Okay. did. I was just yeah, looking I played for a fun on, game to play uh, and you recommended to me. Yeah, about an hour and, hour and change during an indie day, like back in back when it first came out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very cool. Stardew Valley 7th Clone, what is this? <laughs> oh, this this is, um, what was this game called? Tra- Traveler's Rest. Traveler's Rest. This game is basically a Stardew Valley run a tavern game. Uh, it's a little bit more uh, confined. And a little bit more, just kind of do what you want to do. I was having a pretty good time in this game, uh, but unfortunately, I hit a, a very weird bug where I could no longer interact with items um, using my E key. I, I later found out apparently there's a, a way to like change a key binding or something like that. But the game's not done, so I figured I'll ah. just wait until another patch and come back. But 
yeah, I mean, for people that like to, you know, build, build and, and creatively decide how you're going to progress, this game offers a lot of that. There's tons of different items you can put in your tavern. Um, apparently later you get ways to, you know, help run it and so, and stuff like that. There's, there's building, there's crafting, there's farming, there's, you know, it's, it's, it hits all the right buttons. Um, but it's definitely a game that I think I'll be revisiting when it's, when it's out or for major patches. Cool. Okay. That's a traveler's rest. I think that's it for the show. I think we're good. We'll end early for the first time and maybe ever. I don't know if we've ever ended. We've, we've done short shows before. <laughs> we've never done this. A world ever. first ever, ever. Uh, let's do some shout outs and, uh, and wrap up the show. Zeke, what do you got going on? Where can people check you out? Yo, what's up everybody. My name is Ezekiel. The third, you can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore. I, I, I on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube and Ezekiel. The third all spelled out on Instagram, TikTok, and threads. I guess if that ever catches on. <laughs> oh, it's caught Whatever. on. It's just not for it's the already boomer. caught on. Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm just squatting on the name just cause, <laughs> uh, thank you to, um, uh, Mike Minton. And I want to say the screen name. <laughs> it's, uh, Tom Mike Minton and, uh, uh, Tom really. Thank you. Uh, really if you'd well, like to. really for uh there for showing go. up today and being very candid with the shit that's going on in twitch i do appreciate that i'm sure a lot of us do uh if you want to catch me oh thank you to co and jp blah 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 blah, blah. um if you want to <laughs> catch me i'm live 10 a.m pacific uh usually every day except mondays and uh i will be starting the if then drawing winner of this month their game choice vagrant story oh, yes that shit. old ps1 game yeah uh vagrant story i got it uh on um my ps3 i got it downloaded off the psn on ps3 so vagrant story will be starting on tuesday at 10 a.m pacific uh and that's what i got coming up thus far so thanks for watching that's a motherfucking game right there co <laughs> i heard <laughs> do some shout outs hi everybody my name is co I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And yeah, I, I echo a big thanks to Mike and Tom. That was super cool of them to come on. I feel like we should bring them on like once or twice a year and just kind of do like a state of Twitch edition of Drop Frames or something. Yep. Um, if they're up for it, I mean, that would be that would be awesome. It was a very fun conversation. That being said, hi, uh, I'm playing Jagged Alliance 3 this evening and probably returning to it some more as time goes on. Um, I'm also going to be starting a Lords of the Fallen playthrough. I want to do a replay of the original before the newer one comes out relatively soon. We've got Remnant 2 around the corner as well. Super excited for that. And then, of course, we are 18 days away from Baldur's Gate 3, which, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to. So, should be fun. Can't wait to talk to Sven next, Mr. Sven next week. Sven, and, uh, not Sven. Don't Sven. fuck me, Sven. Co. Don't Sven. do this I know, to me. I know, I know, I know. I was just looking at his name on Twitter. so It, it, it gets me, me every but... goddamn time. <laughs> so, uh, cozy, nice to all of you, and I will see you guys later for more fun and games. Thank you. Awesome stuff. I swear to God, if we have a mod next week and I say Sven, it's... It's, just... it's still your fault. God damn it. Uh, hi, hello. I'm, I'm just going to call him Swag. That's swag? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Zeke, uh, we we voted, and you weren't here, so we said that you're going to do it. Uh, you need to wear a full set of armor next week for uh, for Sven to be on the show. That was his uh, stipulation. So, yeah, tune in next week. Zeke will be in full armor. Can it be made out of PBR boxes? 
Sure. Yeah, I don't. He didn't. Okay. He didn't stipulate which PBR, uh, yeah, which type of armor it was. But yeah. Uh, hi, hello. I'm JP. I'm going to be finishing up Final Fantasy 16 right after this. Uh, we'll buckle up because it might be a long stream. Please, I would. I I don't think I have that many side quests unless chat was lying, which they are prone to do. Uh, then tomorrow, I don't know. It's a whole new world. Um, we've got MCU crew tomorrow night. Tuesday's day off. Wednesday's last call for adventure. Then we start uh, the week over Thursday with trailer time. And we go from there. Uh, I got merch coming up. We're launching a whole new, uh, what are the, the kids call it a collection these days. We're launching a collection. Weird. Merch is weird. And, uh, that's kind of all I got. That's it. Thanks Tom and, and, uh, Mike for coming on the show. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. You do. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. We're out of here. Bye-bye.